0: Happy New Year. We are back over at the Tetracast. This episode 328, the first podcast of 2024, over here being recorded on January 5th, 2024. We have moved on from 2023 and we're starting fresh again this year. And boy, oh boy, we have, there was a lot of things that happened in between the last time we recorded to now. Just to recap very fast, the last time we recorded, was like early december i believe and then the week after we did our big game of the year podcast deliberations and that's after that we usually take a break for several weeks until the new year so and uh, apparently december was filled with a lot of news too because you had the the game awards and all that stuff so we've got a lot of you know a bit of catching up here to do and kind of
1: talking about it i believe our latest uh tetracast normal episode was december 3rd so it's been more than a yeah. month yeah yep so
0: uh joining me is the usual crew i am your host josh torres your usual host Brian vital he will be uh joining us shortly he's uh kind of running a bit late but he'll be here as for the meantime i'll be here with you along with adam vitali hello james galizio hey folks and uh a sorta of sick Chow Min Vu, so be easy on him today. Yes, please. Yeah, he got sick over the holiday break and we wish him well. Uh to take it easy, chow. We love you. Um so, uh this'll be mainly a news focused podcast, obviously, because we've you know got some catching up to do. But in the mean uh in the meantime, we obviously played some games here and there over the holiday break. So we keep it a little bit brief, uh uh for this section here. Uh for me, like you know, uh in between the holidays, I've started Dave the Diver. Uh, that's kind of been my kind of go-to game to relax here and there. It's a it's a nice chill game. And I don't know why it has the RPG tag on Steam because it's not really an RPG, but you know, it's a nice fun time. Uh I've also been messing with the Tekken 8 demo. That's been great. And I kinda re- most recently started um playing my 3ds again i don't know why i kind of started uh replaying project cross zone 2 i don't know why i got the feeling to do so but i kind of played a little bit of that i played a little bit of crimson shroud which i never did before that's a really cool rpg and um there was this fan translation of a of the lost planet spinoff called ex troopers that i uh started you know messing around with uh very briefly as well So, you know, I've kind of been all over the place uh, and not really committing to too many long games because there's enough long games coming out uh, this first half of 2024. So I've kind of just been saving my energy slightly for uh, the the bigger games yet to release. Adam, what have you been playing over the holiday break?
1: Yeah, so usually over the holidays, I visit my parents for like a week and a half. Um, I don't have a Steam Deck. So I can't bring my PC with me. Uh, but one game last year that I never got around to because of other reviews and other things was uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears to the Kingdom. And so it was a perfect holiday Switch travel game. Uh, I put like 80 hours into it and I feel like I'm only about halfway done. <laughs> and, you know, I really like the game a lot. You know, we talked about it over on Game of the Year. It won our award for uh, Best Design and Immersion. By the way, if you want to check our game of the year stuff, we're not gonna recap it here. Go check the website. We have it all listed up there. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed the game. Uh, you know, what else is there to say about it? I feel like obviously the ultra hand mechanics kind of you know, kind of unlock another level of creativity and another dimension of, you know, gameplay to everything. And then there's a couple there's a bit of polish elsewhere just in terms of uh how the story is structured and things like that. So, you know, a really, really solid game. I like it quite a lot. There's a ton to do. It's one of those games that it's so easy to get distracted. You yeah. set your side on one thing and then there's like a million things pulling you in other directions, like, oh, what's that? Or I want to do this, or this person needs help or here's a shrine. It's, you know, it's very cool in that sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And as you mentioned, like you said, all of our game of the year stuff is off on the site, but not just our picks for the year, but also all what we're anticipating the most. Uh, this year, and also what, you know, our readers said. What do they? What did they vote for? We have a separate feature on that with all the results of what you, the audience, uh, what were your favorite games of last year? James, what did you play over the holiday break?
2: Uh, I played a bunch of stuff. I guess the main ones were I uh, finally um, played through the rest of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed. Uh, I put up a review for that since I figured, well, so we should have put up a review earlier in the year. Uh, I think like
0: a lot of us just thought like uh, who originally they say just like why to play it for fun and like just, there's well, no also, professional obligation to like do it. Yeah, also just, there like, weren't, just, like, weren't
1: like review copies for it and yeah. if you remember yeah. correctly it, it was kind of announced and released very suddenly. It wasn't like a yeah, it, drop but it was like within like a week or two I think.
2: Yeah no it was so, a week. I remember they had it, as part of like the Nintendo Direct they said oh yeah it's coming out Next week, it's like, what?
1: Yeah, I remember it was like April, and we were all in on like... Zelda mode because Zelda was coming out next month. And I had I had fully expected, okay, we're in Zelda mode now and Xenoblade DLC will come later. And they're like, Nope, DLC is before Zelda. And it was like, right. What? <laughs> we weren't expecting And it's it.
2: like a decent size like and calling yeah. it DLC oh, yeah, doesn't feel yeah. like right because it's its own game. It's like yeah. a completely unique map. It's got its own mechanics. It's basically Torna, if not a little bit bigger. So mm-hmm. but yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, I played a bunch of other smaller games. Uh, I did finally get through Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, the big one I played at the very end of the year, the last game I finished in 2023, was uh, Bayonetta Origins, which uh, I mentioned in my top 10 list that like Nintendo just randomly sent us a code on launch day, and like nobody else wanted to play it, so... I I I fully intended to play it last year, just took longer than I expected with how packed everything was. Uh that game is really great. Uh it's probably my favorite Platinum Games title, and I was not expecting that going in. Uh it's kind of a shame it feels like that game kind of fell under the radar with everything else that came out last year, because it's absolutely one of the year's best. And uh if I was gonna say if you have a switch, you should pick it up, but realistically, like 90% of the people listening to this podcast probably have a switch so pick it up it's really good you don't have to play any ever ma- uh, bayonetta games to enjoy it just yeah uh but yeah a bunch of other smaller stuff that maybe i haven't had haven't written about uh written about but uh i yeah that those were the main things those were the main okay. things
0: okay yeah, I mean, uh, the, that's, uh, yeah, Bebe and that Origins was, like, I, I remember at the time, like, some, like, p- the people who were, like, playing it, like, really, really dug it, so it's cool that you got to check that out. I didn't get to check it out uh, myself yet, maybe I will eventually, but, um, you know, <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see. There's already enough uh, things to play uh, uh, incoming, but, yeah. Um, ciao, what have you been playing?
3: So, I've been playing Grand Blue Versus. I got huh? four different characters to S rank now. Well, okay. you know.
0: I I've 3. Yeah, I did play a lot of Grand Blue versus as well. Uh oh,
3: I I have made a commitment with my friend that we're going to get the low 50 in the in the Fall Guys mode.
0: Um oh god, good luck, Jesus. I I like how's the population for that uh Fall Guys mode these days? I heard like last time I heard it was, it was kind of dwindling.
3: It is know. kind of dwindling, but you if, as soon as you Finish a match you queue up again, the match go by pretty fast, but we there's a trophy that comes with it, so we're like, all right, we're doing this.
0: yeah, yeah, I've been playing yeah, uh, not necessarily the fall guys with, but uh, the actual i, I like I like booting that up and like playing on ranked, like with a new character uh here and there, so I have like i did I put Nier, Soris and Anila to ask now, and I don't know who I'm gonna do next. I was thinking about Narmaya, but she's a lot of effort. I don't know um. <laughs> And then I tried Matera because I used to play her in the old one, and I was like,
3: "Oh no, she she feels like way too fucking effort." Oh man, <laughs> this that's too one much too much galaxy brain for me.
0: Yeah, Matera's way too much effort. Um, in this it, it, it's
3: kind of hilarious. Near has a two star ease of use, and Matera, I think, it was theirs. I think it's like three stars. Near is like piss easy. They should have just give that five star for a puppy character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll see. I mean, they they have, uh, I guess. Theoretically, you know, it might get a balance pass next month when 2B of Neurotomata fame comes
3: out. I hope to do it after a major tournament. Don't, don't patch the game. With I don't
0: it. do it yet. Okay, you might, you might be right. I'm, I'm hoping. I don't want it to be as infrequent as Street Fighter, but I don't want it to be as, like, often as like, another as, as realm game. Yeah. It's kind of in a weird spot where, like, I don't know exactly how often they should do it. Because right now, as, thi- as things are, there are some things that need to be tweaked, but not necessarily, like, overhauled.
3: We'll see. We'll see. Uh,
0: anything else you want to tell us about? And uh, uh,
3: then there is Tevi. I'm not sure anyone heard of Tevi. I did
0: play this. This is the from the makers of Rab- Rabi Ribba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a
3: Metrovania. Yeah, uh, I, I, this I, I was playing this because uh, a friend giving me shit that we our site did not review this game, and she's basically said it's like the best Metrovania in years.
0: I mean, we're not a Metrovania yeah. site, but I guess we, I guess we kind of. I, the the, the blind between what like is an RPG and isn't an RPG is like very weird right like because some castlevania games like Symphony of the Night we kind of consider it an action RPG because it does have the stats it does have the damage numbers there is an RPG gameplay progress to it you are manipulating stats to get stronger as Alucard so
4: yeah
1: so I know several people who kind of define it as the Metroid component of a Metroidvania Mm -hmm. is like the exploration, backtracking, upgrades to like get to new areas sort of element of it, where the Vania side is like the RPG side, so like stats, levels, progression. So it's sort of these sorts of like side-scrolling games, it kind of is like a decision made on like the balance of those things. If there's a lot, if there's a significant Vania component, the progression RPG stuff, we sometimes cover it but if there's not we may not so it kind of depends
3: yeah
0: it gets but but i i definitely know that i'll any everyone who picked up uh tevi i've heard nothing but good things and even the demo that i played i was like this is this feels pretty cool i
3: i think i think the only like downside to this game is probably the the main heroine i think she's too bratty you know kind of thing it's like i i know everything it's like it's like don't don't try to correct me. Yeah, it's stuck like, up,
0: right. stubborn, right? Oh, it's okay. it's like that. They're
3: just they're just setting so up the character
1: to fall later, right? That's yeah, what I assume. <laughs> that I think too. Yeah,
3: and then another uh, game is like I'm just diving old classic PS1 games again, which is uh, I'm playing Cartia. I'm not sure anyone any of that like sounds Cartier.
0: familiar, but I, well, that's not a board game, is it? Or I'm thinking no, no, else. it's
3: like a tactical uh, strategy RPG, like okay. Final Fantasy Tactics, and. Uh, Tactics Ogre. It's from Atlas, and they have Yoshitaka Amino as the main artist of this game. Okay, it's like you you would think that he's 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 stuck with Square products, but no, this is the Atlas product. Yeah, I don't think I've okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of this. Holy shit!
3: But uh, I, I actually loved the game as a kid. Uh, the gameplay has not aged well, but I I love the story of this of this game because mm-hmm. like the. The way that the characters interact is like every time you beat a mission, uh, you'll see this character having this entirely long inner monologue, which kind of like they kind of like their their inner struggles. They try to explain what their problem is, you know. Like one one of the scenes, like this guy confessed to this girl, and the girl basically spent like this entire chapter like monologuing saying it's like hmm should i just give up be- being in the army and just marry this guy and just have a peaceful life instead you know like yeah like that kind of stuff which is kind of like i like about this
0: okay game. i just learned a really fun crazy fact about this game like uh, uh skimming through its wikipedia page uh this game cardia atlas usa originally released this game as a blockbuster video rental exclusive yeah. and it was released on retails uh 10 days later so This was only available for rent ten for uh, like for its first ten days in the US. That's crazy. I
1: don't think I've ever heard of that. I I don't think so either. Yeah.
3: (laughs) No, uh, this game's great. I'll give it a more lengthy talk about it in a in a different podcast. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
4: Damn. Remember blockbuster. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah. I've never heard of that. Cool. Yeah. I I might. I want to check it out eventually. (laughs) I don't know. Eventually um yeah so that's what we've been up to briefly over the holidays and over our break um we also have uh, a few article shout outs you want to mention here um during the t- uh, tga week uh, there's gonna be more uh, as we go through some games but um james went out uh and uh, got to check out some de- uh, day of the devs and uh one of the games that he wrote up about on the site is uh, Hermit and Pig. It's uh, it's uh he and it's has in his headline it's it's a cozy mushroom-obsessed RPG with a twist. Do you wanna say anything uh on it, James, here?
2: Um so I played a couple games yeah. at Day of the Devs. The two main ones I wrote about were um Hermit and Pig, and uh, also another one I forgot to put a link for in the document called Cryptmaster. I'm going to only talk about Herman and Pig because Cryptmaster, Master, uh, the demo that I played is currently available on Steam. You can just download it and play it if you want. Okay. So not too much reason to talk about it. It's a neat little like a uh, dungeon crawler with, like a kind of uh, typing of the dead twist. But
0: oh, okay.
2: that's all I'll say about that. Herman and Pig is... Uh, I know people really kind of throw around the whole "oh, it's a an earthbound uh, slash Mother Three inspired RPG like like indie RPG all the time." This one, you 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 just have to look at some of the screenshots, and it's not even you can tell that's exactly what they're going for. Like the first screenshot in the uh, article is like, yeah, now they're not hiding what their inspiration is. Uh, But uh, so I played a little bit of the demo. Obviously, the two main characters are a hermit and his pet pig. They both have these beanies on, uh, the two really like, uh, standout things about the demo and the game itself. And sorry about the audio there. I just realized what that was, um, is, uh, most pretty much all of your items are different types of mushrooms which I can only assume that somebody on the development team is very much into mycology because there's just so many different types of mushrooms you can pick up that have different effects. And uh, the way you attack is a bit different in the sense that there's a timing aspect of it where if you time your inputs correctly, you deal extra damage. There's also like a when you're being attacked, you can time a button input to defend better to uh, take less damage. But also there's different types of attacks that you have. And the way that you use them is that there's different inputs for them, like a fighting game and different enemies will be weak to different types of attacks. So for example, the mini boss that I faced in a demo was a turtle and, uh, the best way to deal damage to deter to the turtle is to stomp on it. So that's a specific button input that you want to use. So, uh, Again, with Day of the Devs, and I guess with any RPG, it's kind of hard to get a huge grasp about how a game's going to be in the long run, but what I played was interesting, and it certainly is... Uh, I- I'm-, I'm definitely curious to see more. I'll okay. say that much.
0: Okay. Uh, and also, uh, the, quite some time ago, the, the embargo on this just recently lifted, but uh, Colin from our site uh, got to visit New York City to go check out uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And this is the first time uh, he's been to New York City, and I kind of like his preview because he kind of it's it's like a bit a mix of a, a, tip, uh, of a game preview with like a, almost like a travelogue. Um, and he titled it like "Like a Dragon Infinite Infinite Wealth" has me feeling like a tourist, you know. So it's it's mixing his experiences with him in New York City and his time with uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, as we know, Infinite Wealth, uh, you know, steps out of Japan for the series uh, into Hawaii. And he got to check out some several things uh, over there. Would be um, Honolulu, Don Island Island, uh, mechanic, and, uh, and of course, uh, sometime in a Jin show and a special boss fight challenge. So, if you're curious to you know uh, read more about like a dragon, infinite wealth, and what you can see there, go check out that preview. Um, and also, you know, like a dragon, infinite wealth is also uh, coming very soon at the end of this month uh, on the twenty sixth so it's just right around the corner. Almost there. And then the the rest of the articles will, will come across them as we go over news for the, for the relevant game. Um, the first one we'll mention here when it comes to news catch-up uh, is a surprise. Uh, I think this was uh, revealed in the Game Awards. Uh, Square Enix announced a new mana game, a brand new mana game. It is called Visions of Mana, and it is releasing in 2024 for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and PC. Um, Adam, you and I are big Mana fans. Uh, What
1: did you think about this Visions of Mana announcement? So, um, first of all, they had already kind of pre-announced this, that they basically said several years ago now, um, we are working on a new mainline mana game and so we knew that this was coming but obviously this is the actual like official unveil of the game uh i mean it's got that mana like art style and coloring and it's got the same artist i forget the artist's like pen name uh hakan, hakan yeah um and it, it it's very colorful very kind of it's got that sort of cartoony anime vibe to it um with that color palette it looks really really nice I'm not sure if we know who's developing this game yet. Uh, that's, it, kind of a, it, that's kind of a that's kind of a weird thing. Square like Enix is sometimes they aren't very forthcoming about who developers yeah. are. The pre- it, it looks a bit like Trials of Mana, only the remake. Uh, a higher maybe budget. A, yeah, it looks higher yeah. budget than that. Um, that was done by um, oh the name escapes me now. Uh, they just did Paranorma site right oh gosh uh ooh, what was this? <laughs> yeah, I, oh gosh uh,
2: i need to get back and finish that god um but yes uh following up on what uh, adam said yeah uh following up on what adam said i do remember that prior to the legend of mana remaster coming out there was a stream that they had where at the very end they did mention that uh, they were working on the new mana game so that would have been around three years ago that they said that. So I guess that was an early development at that time, like probably right after pre-production had ended and they were just starting on like the actual development of the game then.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, of course, a lot of, uh, you know, uh key staff from the Mana series are involved in this game. You have the series composers, uh, Kuda, Sakito and Yamazaki.
3: Does it have and, Kenji Ito?
0: Uh, oh, he's on the side yeah, he's on the Saga game. <laughs> um, they have uh, Airi Yoshioka as the you know, illustrator coming back for this. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Masaru Yamada is the producer of uh, Visions of Mana. Yeah.
2: So. Alright, gang. Alright, gang. One mm-hmm. question. Is this the first game that has been stu- that, um, that... What's the best way of putting this? This game is conspicuously absent for a specific platform. Have we uh-huh. had a Switch Two game stealth announced with this? Because there's no way in hell this is not coming to a Nintendo platform.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I mean, like, there's a couple of other Square Enix games that never did. Like, did uh, Valkyrie Elysium ever come yeah. or
3: Star Ocean? Well, wait, wait, I'm trying to remember. Remember Dragon Quest Eleven? How they accidentally announced a Switch version?
1: No, Dragon Quest Eleven was announced for the Nintendo NX before anything
3: else.
2: It was the first game ever announced for it.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, they probably want find to of prevent something like that happening again. But I do think it's Unless, very possible yeah. that we're
1: in the we're in the zone we're in the time scale where some of these games that are getting announced now might be Switch Two games, either yeah. at launch or eventually.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, you know, the rumors of the Switch Two have been recirculating for. Forever, so yeah, but but I, I, I think that's funny. It's just, it's all it's just gonna take is like Nintendo saying we're doing it, or we're like, hmm, <laughs>
4: keep on getting we'll we'll switch.
1: <laughs> Anyways, this is it's worth mentioning that this is like the first brand new mana game since everyone's favorite entry, Dawn of Mana. Yeah, Our first, yes. sorry, first brand new console mana game. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, there was a couple of DS games, I played all of them. Um, and then there was, like, that weird, like, Rise of Mana mobile game, which I never played. Um, I don't think that exists anymore. Was that a prize yeah. I don't even remember. But anyways, like, this is kind of a revival of the series in a way. I mean, I know there was Trials of Mana, the remake, in uh, 2020. And that was a pretty good game. Maybe not, like, an absolutely excellent game, but honestly, pretty good. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good place to start from if this game is kind of borrowing a similar concept structure to it um and
0: i mean the only thing that I was like really missing from that trials of mana remake is like the charm of like that game to a lot of people is the co-op element yeah so not being able to play with someone else like you know kind of it for some people and that, that's understandable and for this one you don't know we, we don't know if this is going to be like if you can play with someone else or not
3: i hope they improve like the ai my yeah. main issue with that game is just like yeah. ai controlling your friends are so dumb they would just stand in red line circles and get killed right yep.
0: so yeah i mean that but that, that's really cool though that we have a brand new mana and saga game coming out in the same year. yeah <laughs> that uh that makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside yep. that's awesome uh next up we have a new uh, a new sci-fi RPG announcement that was also revealed at the game awards uh it's called Exodus and it's being developed by archetype Entertainment and published by Wizards of the coast um i I forgot uh which celebrity was on uh project uh, uh, right yes so obviously i you know a lot of people when they see this they're like, oh they're making a mass effect and you know it's it's not hard to see you know to, to compare them. It is very much when you see this trailer of it, it's like, yeah, they're kind of making a mass effect but the yeah, but the, and... the stick to this is like is there just a, a time dilation make like premise to it
1: right out right. yeah, so time dilation is a very common trope theme subject in a lot of like sci fi books like the Forever War and other books mm-hmm. um and I don't think it's not something that's really been touched on a lot of these like space opera games, so it's sort of an interesting you know hook to have uh this is this game is being kind of helmed by James Olin, who is a bioware veteran, so like it's literally got some Mass effect d n a in it although right. James specifically I believe mostly worked on star wars the new republic the m m o that Bioware does and still does um or no did they pass out? did they pass that off to e a now I'm trying to remember anyways, forgot yeah. <laughs> The, the MMO I don't remember. Uh, so yeah, it's um, archetype entertainment is a new studio that Wizards of the Coast kind of founded, and this is their first game. So there's besides like the fact that you know it's got some BioWare DNA from its creator, it doesn't really the studio itself doesn't have a pedigree. Um, so I'm kind of curious about. I would say I'm more curious about this game than interested. Uh, but uh, you know we'll see what happens with it. It it is kind of interesting to see
0: like all these like kind of new startup companies just immediately going to like their first project is gonna be like big massive scale AAA, yeah. like you know we saw that with uh, Lords of the Fallen
1: last year, um not, uh, oh, formerly it's... Lords of the Fallen too. <laughs> it's um, it's also worth mentioning that this studio is based in Austin, which yes. is where one of Bioware's studios is. Bioware is Montreal and Austin and maybe somewhere else. So it, yeah, it definitely got has that Bioware, um. DNA for sure. They're
0: uh, they're 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 uh, uh, there's not true but in my mind I was like their office buildings are right next to each other they have binoculars <laughs> over to BioWare's offices. <laughs> like oh, all right, that sounds great. Not just kidding though. That, Montreal that, that, is of kind sure.
1: of kind of a side of, uh, Montreal is sort of amusing because there's a lot of game developers in Montreal like Ubisoft, BioWare, uh Eidos, and a ton of others. So they, I'm sure they you know they have staff moving around all the time. Right. So this is currently in
0: development for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Um, obviously, you know, this seems to be a, uh, be an early, early in development thing, so we won't probably won't see it for a while. But we'll see how it shapes up. Um, next is a really cool, cool uh, announcement from the Game Awards. This is No Rest for the Wicked, uh, being developed by Moon Studios, where who are the developers of the Ori and the Blind Forest and the Ori Earl of the Wisps uh, games and now their new project is a uh, isometric action RPG that supports multiple players, and it looks really cool. Like, it I'm looked... very interested.
2: I think the best thing I can uh, say about it, and this is something a sentiment that I've seen across multiple people online, is I've seen people say that it looks like if VanillaWare's art style was perfectly translated to 3D, mm. and it's and it's like yeah, there's slight like differences like with the heads, but it's mm-hmm. like the like kind of like the not really watercolor, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, like yeah. just the overall aesthetic is some similar enough where it's like if anyone's even making that comparison, that's like like two thumbs up for how it looks. And I agree with that. Just um very excited to play it for myself. Loved to uh, Will of the Wisp when it came out, but that was twenty nineteen, right? yeah i yep. think that was 2019
0: yeah so so the, this has been in development for quite some time this announced for pc ps5 and xbox series uh and they they plan to release a, an early access on steam in the first quarter of 2024 and then like a more detailed reveal will be coming on march 1st um but yeah this is definitely one of the games that were that was revealed at the game Wars that really caught a lot of eyes uh especially the rpg uh circle this is you know, the, the, it's kind of an interesting mod uh, genre change because the Ori games were platformers. Like, oh, Metroidvania platformers. And this one's a, a big shakeup and
1: it's, you know, really, really shaping something special. That's very cool. Did we mention this is being published by Private Division? So that's like, right. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. like, that's 2K's uh, kind of, it's supposed to be a sort of their like double A indie ish label. I feel Mm -hmm. like they haven't had, like, a great track record so far, but um, it's kind of interesting to see. I'm always sort of interested in, like, when a big publisher, like 2K, you know, they have obviously their huge AAA stuff, but then they, you know, they give a studio like Moon Studios, something like this, you know, it's interesting to see the sort of scale. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, just a quick call back to the Bioware thing. I just want to correct myself. Bioware Montreal yeah. no longer exists. They were merged into Motive Studios, uh, making an Iron Man game. Bioware Edmonton oh, is yeah. their head, head studio. I totally forgot
0: about that. I had that. to like remind
1: myself, <laughs> okay, they're Canadian, but which city was it again? So, yeah. Oh.
0: Um, also revealed at the Game Awards, uh, Nexon and the Opel, uh unveiled... Uh, the first Berserker Kazan. is a single-player action RPG, uh, definitely you know a Souls-like. This was formerly um, known as Project Barbecue. And that was like the prototype for it. Um, and so they they announced this. This is for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, and PC. No release date has been shared. So we got a first peek at like you know what the current state of this project is with some cinematics, a little bit of gameplay. And this is, you know, this is uh, set in the Dungeon uh, and Fighter universe, or uh, known as a DNF here over overseas, uh, which is a very, very popular uh, sort of uh, side-scrolling MMO over in Korea. That's been has been going on for quite a while. Uh, Dungeon Fighter has been in service for damn forever. <laughs> and and and, the, and this IP also recently got uh, a fighting game that released. I think. Two years ago, um,
4: that uh, was developed by by Arc, Arc System. So, yeah, this is uh, this is cool. You know, it is
0: kind of a more bleak, grim um, art styled atmosphere. Um, honestly, you know, when you see screenshots, it looks a little bit edgy, but you know, I, I can dig it. Uh, I, I'm interested in like learning more about it, and seeing more like. Longer gameplay footage. I'm always down, you know, to see what people have. Uh, people's takes are like the action RPG um, souls like genre. Because you can, you can, you can definitely get some really, really cool shit out of it, like Neo, for example.
2: Mm-hmm. And why is um, P? Liza it's like P. I haven't played it yet, but I remember yes. like uh, for the longest time when that was first announced, it was kind of like similar to this. I'm, I mean, it really is because it was like a like a Korean studio that just. Didn't really
4: have,
0: have too word. much, ex- yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like yeah. hopefully this
0: turns out just as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, stay tuned uh, for that one if you're interested uh, uh, in that genre. the The big, big announcement that uh, capped off the Game Awards uh, this year was Capcom has a new Monster Hunter cooking, and it's a big new mainline Monster Hunter uh that's titled monster Hunter wilds and is coming in 2025 um gotta is...
2: assume gotta assume that's an early uh year release because capcom loves to put their biggest titles around there like yeah re4 remake was march last year uh dragon's Dogma 2 is march this year gotta assume this is probably march next year
0: uh, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, they, uh, they confirmed it's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC, uh, all simultaneous uh, worldwide. Uh, there's no staggered release schedule like they did in the previous uh, entries. Uh, so, this is a very early reveal. They said that next time you'll hear more info about this game is the summer of this year. So it's going to be quite a while uh, since we hear it again. But, you know, it's. We're all hoping, you know, this is going to be the one that finally, like, rectifies all of like the series's um recent uh stumblings like no crossplay um obviously the, the, the they're kind of rectifying the staggered release
1: uh schedule by you know announcing it all up front. I have a um, I have a friend who uh there's a there's a huge issue from Monster Hunter Rise that needs to be rectified in this game. A mm. huge, staggering, gigantic issue an oversight. Okay. Monster Hunter Rise. Okay. They need to bring back poogies. Ooh, they have ooh to that's poogies. important. That's if, that's they're not, if there's no pookies then what's the point? I'm,
2: I'm sure Pookie will be back because there hasn't been a mainline Monster Hunter without him. Like he's in one, two, three, four, and World. So I mean, I guess that's
0: yeah. He, he's got to be in Wilds. Got to be. Yeah. To clarify, this is the next Monster to get that's being developed by the Monster Hunter World team. there's not the because the Rise team is a separate team. Uh, so to clarify this is like kind of the direct sequel to monster hunter world If people wanted more of that world style instead of uh, what rise brought to the table and you know and shortly after this announcement capcom was just like hey guys uh you want to play monster hunter world and then people were like yeah actually we want to play monster hunter world so like the player population for that has been fucking skyrocketing over the holidays. Just
1: because Capcom yeah. said,
0: hey, you guys want to play World? It's like, yeah, World is a fucking cool game. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Alright, let me check
2: SteamDB, because I know the last time I saw it, um, they had uh, gotten up to like 143,000 people concurrently. Uh So it might have I actually hit like 150k.
1: I, I think yeah. I saw that. Oh, but... Yeah.
2: but yeah, it's just been um with the fact that it's already like uh, rebounded, so yeah, 24 hour peak, 163,000, which is just shy of half of its all time peak six years ago. Wilds is going to be insane if, if uh, world is, uh, if world is having such a rebound now.
4: Yeah. yeah it's also
2: sure. going to be very interesting with uh, kind of an aside, but. Uh last well not last year in 2022 uh PC software sales in Japan were higher than PS5 software sales. We don't know about 2023 yet, but there is a very, very real chance, if not like a probable like chance that Wilds will sell best on PC in Japan, which is insane to think about.
0: Especially if it has like like really good Steam Deck support, like I can see that very a very, very alluring prospect in Japan. So that that'll be interesting to see. The the first few uh, footage they showed a Wilds uh, you know, very very brief. But you saw, uh, it's not a paladin feature necessarily, but you are writing some sort of feature. It's like a, some sort of mecha- uh, mounting mechanic once again. And then like this creature is going through like waves of like a lot of like hordes of enemies. So like enemy density and population on screen seems to be up like noticeably right away. And then this creature, uh, on top of like being like some sort of land mounting creature, this also this creature is versatile enough to like like. Platform on like other platforms, and then can kind of um spread its like wings and glide as well. So it's almost like a universal creature too.
4: Yeah,
2: um,
0: I navigate around.
2: Obviously, it's way too soon to know for sure, but the vibe I got from that trailer is it's probably still going to have sections of the map that are like kind of like uh, the biomes from like World, but it's going to. It seems like at least. It might just be like one interconnected map. Sure, you can like spawn into, like you can find camps and like spawn into specific sections of it, but it seems like you can just explore like interconnected. Like. It's going to be interesting to see how it works. It's going to be yeah, interesting to see how it works. Yeah, very
0: interested to see what they, because they, they, they're, not, they're, not, they're not bound by like previous generation hardware anymore. They're developed for, you know, the current generation.
2: Oh, yeah. Hardware. And like I'd say that. For last generation, Monster Hunter World was the game that really made the most out of the hardware with, like, the simulation stuff with the CPU. Like, I remember when it came to PC, a lot of people were unprepared for how demanding that game was to hit 60 FPS. Because, like, back then, a lot of folks still had, like, i5s with four cores, four threads, and it was not enough. You would have some (laughs) stuttering when you got multiple monsters in the same location. Not the fall of the game, just the fact that, like... Capcom was really making use of uh, the hardware available for them, which I—it's it, easy to say, oh well, it, like Monster Hunter has never been that way. But I mean, for the 3DS, those games are some of the most impressive games demanding. on the system. So, yeah. They really
0: push the limits on the series on a handheld, like even on PSP. You know, like yeah, very crazy. So yeah, uh, this will be one of the big, 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 humongous, gigantic releases
2: next year. <laughs> So. It, I, I would say would be the biggest, but that would be a lie because Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out <laughs> that, that <laughs> yes. year. It it will be the second biggest. But yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I'm we're all very, very looking forward to this. I mean, Modratter World and Rise was a blast. So but you know, I'm I, I'm I'm always really interested in Modratter when they're really, really pushing like the like the boundaries of like tech and seeing yep. what they can get away with. Um also, at the Game Awards, they revealed uh, and released uh, the first half of this uh, new Echoes of the Fallen uh, DLC for Final Fantasy 16. Um, this, uh, this is like two DLCs. So the first half is Echoes of the Fallen, and then the second half of it is The Rising Tide. Echoes of the Fallen uh, already released, uh, and then uh, The Rising Tide will be coming spring this year. And uh, uh, Colin
1: uh, the... even sort of semi reviewed yeah. the first DLC.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the first DLC echoes of the fallen uh, takes place like right before you initiate like the final showdown in that game, and it co- primarily consists of like uh, like going up this tower to go fight like a boss. Um, so it's very combat focused. Uh, while the um, second DLC, the Rising Tide, will be will be focusing on that uh, missing Leviathan icon uh, that was uh, alluded to in the main story in that game. Yeah, if you're interested in checking out how that uh first DLC was, go read Cullen's uh sweet overview of Echoes of the Fall. It's it's fair it's fairly brief. It's a fairly brief uh DLC, but if you want more out of uh FF sixteen, it's available for you if you haven't uh checked it out. Uh next up, uh we uh Right. Uh Falcom did their, you know, annual uh investors meeting. Um at the end of the year, and of course at the at the end of the year they usually announce a new title that's coming out the, the next year so, and the, uh, for the one that they held in December 2023, they announced a new Trails game coming out for 2024, uh, it's the Legend of Heroes Kai no Kiseki Farewell o and that's releasing in Japan uh, sometime this year, probably the last week of September like, you know like a lot of previous years um, and this is Following up on the events that happened uh in uh Kurronokeseki too um th- th- there's there's been more and more uh, info that's kind of been going or uh, uh releasing for this game uh it's kind of like been they first revealed it that they shared a little bit a little bit more info in Mitsu following it but this is still primarily focusing like as uh, as the main central cast uh, of the the what was it it was Va- van's crew and um i forgot the region's name already uh um, alvard alvard calvard Calvert. Calvert, yes so they're still not kind of the main crew but then th- this is alluded to like hey other people from other regions might be coalescing to certain events that are like we alluded to at kind Kise- uh, uh, no of so trying yeah. to be ca- try to keep it as you know as spoiler free as possible because try to Try to describe this game as, like, already kind of almost spoilers. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, like, hoping this is more like a Trails to Azure instead of a Trails of Cold Steel 3. Uh, And fans of the series will know exactly what I mean by that. Uh, But I'm very excited to get to it. Uh, This also means I need to actually get back to my Kuro 2 playthrough. I hate this. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so... uh, (sighs) So definitely, you know, if, if you're keeping up with the Trails series, you'll have a a new one uh, releasing in Japan this year, and um, I'm sure it'll be crazy.
2: <laughs> interesting that they have not yet announced the uh, platforms for this. So it'll be yeah interesting to see what those platforms end up being. Like I mm-hmm. feel like PS Five and Switch are the obvious ones because like obviously the Switch version of uh, Corel, not Daybreak Corel. Will be releasing next month in Japan. So,
1: I kind of have a yeah random question. So I know for yeah. uh, Trails into Daybreak or Chrono Cross. Trails, sure. Tra- isn't
2: is it, it Trails through Daybreak? Or? Trails through
1: Daybreak. Sorry, yeah. uh, it's into Reverie through Daybreak. Yeah. Okay, um, NIS America. I remember before they announced the localization, they NIS America released the PC version of the Japanese version.
2: They of they have Kuro. released. Have they done that that for Kuro 2 yet? No. No, they have not. Which is interesting because you'd think that they would have if they already have the license because they're not going to do Kuro 1 and not do Kuro 2. It's
1: probably just a matter of time. Um, Yeah. Because for people who aren't familiar, in Japan, at least historically, these games, these more recent games, aren't getting Steam releases in Japan. They're getting like Steam releases sometimes from, like, Clouded Leopard for, like, the Asian release, but that's not quite the same version. Um, and then NIS America, like, literally the American company, actually has released a couple of games, including Kuro, on PC it's, for the Japanese audience. And then yeah, eventually it is, adds in the translation.
2: It's interesting, though, because uh, also during the, the uh, investors meeting, there was a Q&A, and one of the uh, questions responses basically Kondo himself just outright said that they originally wanted to get East 10 play up like on steam day and date with the PlayStation and switch versions of the game. So there is like at least interesting. Yeah. And like they have, they're also on the record saying that they want to support more platforms. So like, I'm curious, I don't think it'll be like a Kai will be available day and date on PC, but considering like what I mentioned previously about how like PC is much is a much more significant market in Japan. Well is a more significant market in Japan now than PlayStation, it does make you wonder, like, okay, if they're if they've been investigating it, they've been considering like trying to bring their stuff to PC themselves. It makes you wonder if uh, if it's not Kai, it feels like it's inevitable that within the next like couple of years they're gonna
4: return to PC themselves, which is very interesting to think about. Okay. Yeah. So, Ainu Kiseki
0: coming soon in Japan. Uh, next up, they. I will be off. there no matter what. <laughs> um, next up, they showed off uh, some new FF7 uh, bits at before uh, the that, Game Awards. Before that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have a new person who is joining oh. us. Hello. Who,
0: who is this person? Hello. A new person. Thanks for,
1: starting. <laughs> thanks for starting without me. Uh, <laughs> this is Brian. So, yeah. Um, I know you already did all the written intro. Welcome back, New Year stuff, blah, blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I was helping a friend move, and not only that, but they're storing some stuff at my place, so it' mm. a little bit like, yeah.
0: yeah uh, well, but yeah. Hope
4: everyone
1: had to... a good year.:
0: Yeah, Hopefully you're, you're doing well uh, yeah. as well. Uh, anything you want to say to the audience, the listeners uh, about your holiday break?
1: Uh, I was able to I don't like to keep a backlog. It's stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but i was able to knock off a lot of games that i like kept installed that i wanted to like uninstall but i wasn't done with them yet if that sort of makes sense yeah so uh i got i was able to play through paranormal site hell yeah and that was that was uh, a good time and a little bit out of my normal like sphere so it was kind of good to play something a little bit different uh and i enjoyed it quite a bit cool uh i i i, I Booted up, did some final quests, and then uninstalled both Wild Hearts and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak because, like the 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 Wilds announcement, oh, have we talked about that yet? (laughs) Yeah, we did talk about
0: it, but are you going to join me and James and every person on the planet when Wilds comes out?
1: Yeah, probably. But (laughs) uh, so I had played Sunbreak. This will be short, promise. Up to its its release end game but i hadn't played any of the title updates so i went in and i at least did the low-hanging fruit of the title update so i did like the chaotic gormagala i did the amatsu i didn't do like the risen dragons because i just didn't want to like grind the master the master rank that high but i, I kind of got my feet wet kind of got my uh you know did some of the low-hanging fruit and then i got that uninstalled i did the same for wild hearts i just did some of the uh volatile quests or whatever and like yep i still enjoy this game i uninstalled that uh, I, I was finally able to get some regular endings in World of Horror. Uh, so that was because I kind of installed it right before the end of the year podcast to, to at least kind of know what I was talking about a little bit. But then I was able to actually play through some runs uh, over the break. Uh, I did the Pokemon DLC. Um, you had a busy break. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, these, these were, it was like three hours here, four hours there. And they're all yeah. little things that I just wanted to like kind of, all right, knock that out, knock that out, knock that out.
2: Um yeah, I was doing the same for a lot of stuff. So I understand.
1: <laughs> and then the, the big one that I still uh I do want to play Rogue Trader, but every time I look at it, like people say it's still buggy. So I'm like, all right, I'll get back to it. That is um totally expected. Yeah. It feels then, like every uh, Alcat game is very very well received it's like maybe don't get it at launch let it yeah like, like that, there's it. a certain
0: like yeah you're just writing like like a certain point like the rogue trader the like it's, like saves were getting corrupted if you got the, like the wrong like patch you know oh, yeah. god
1: and i go well, there and, and so uh, uh, like we like said this there, before 13 like hotfixes in 18 days like yeah that brian is. has said this before like he his Kingmaker review he got you know a review copy literally couldn't finish it like, yeah game breaking bug
0: I, I hear it's a cool game though like from friends yeah. who have played it they say rogue trader is really cool if you're really like, to deal with alcat being alcat uh
1: yeah and customers. then um i do want to get back to starfield eventually because i played it like mm-hmm. incredibly critical path like i didn't do it like i didn't enjoy it almost you could argue because it's not a good game or whatever but like i didn't i didn't allow myself i like only followed the quest marker to finish as quickly as i possibly could and it wasn't very fun so i do want to like give it a real shake but I know that's like a 100 hour commitment or at least like a 70 hour commitment. But yeah, then, then of course, uh, we'll talk about it when we go to the release dates. But end of January, early to mid January is pretty open in terms of at least having some room to breathe. Then end of January, end of February is insane, like those next three weeks. But yeah, all right. I won't eat up too much of your time. But yeah, sorry. I was like, uh, uh, thank you for the Brian recap. We love the Brian yep. recap. There you go. Hell
0: yeah. But yeah, we're just getting to the uh, the notable trailers updates on the on our doc here. Uh, starting off, we have the new bits of info of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth that was shown off at the Game Awards. They premiered it with a, a live uh, debut of the game's vocal theme, and this was uh, composed by Nobuo Uematsu and performed by Lauren Allred, uh, who's most well known for her single "Never Enough" from the Greatest Showman musical. So. That, that was a, a very nice surprise. Yeah, and this the trailer,
1: top- um, the the version they showed at the Game Awards showed a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. And then the actual, like, upload they submitted later uh, was, like, twice as long in terms of there is a lot to sink into this trailer here. You could spend a whole episode on it, I'm sure, a whole podcast episode. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of cool things that we've been sort of talking about in terms of, like, You know, uh, well loved moments from Final Fantasy VII that we are expecting to see in this, you know, follow up to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like Brian's talked about, you know, the Barrett Dine storyline, and that was in the trailer. It looks really cool. Um, We got to see Sid. Yeah, we get to see Sid. He's very nice. It It doesn't feel like
3: him, you know? It's like, you know, he's usually that douche. It's like that ass. It's like he's always swearing and cussing. But here's like so nice. Like, how can I help you, Air? So, Maybe things. Well, fantastic. it'll be interesting
1: because, like, I feel like when I first played remake, Aerith's kind of personality wasn't really what I expected from her either. But it's sort of like become what I now think about when I think about Aerith. So we'll mm-hmm.
2: see. Um, yeah, Aerith well, I think is definitely I also, a glow up in a remake, and I feel like pretty like regardless of how people feel about remake, it feels like most people agree that that was the one thing to absolutely nailed. So. Well,
1: I think the I think the. Even in the original game, the intent was for like Tifa, even like their outward appearance doesn't really—I won't say match—but like their personalities, kind of like Tifa is the more reserved one. Aerith is the outgoing, you know, sarcastic, quippy one. And I just think remake kind of gave that, you know, with the with the voice acting and just the additional time for that to breathe. And then obviously, it's like, what will happen to Aerith is the big question to this game. Yeah, they got a cheeky
0: ending to that new trailer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as. Ever, Every single one of these a cheeky ending, uh, but uh, trailers. But uh, like Adam said, I'm more interested in the Dine scene and also like the Nanaki yeah. uh, scene at Cosmo yeah. Canyon. Oh, yeah, Cosmo Canyon. Um, for sure. Yeah, the middle section of Final Fantasy VII, which is the second disc in the remake trilogy, has like the most interesting story nuggets for me. So it's also I'm sort excited. of interesting like, that like in the original Final Fantasy VII, this is also where you can do like the Wutai Yuffie stuff. But they actually said that's not in Rebirth. Like that'll be later. So I'm kind. This is even looking more ahead into the future. Like how are they going to handle that down the road? But we'll see.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they the, the, they showed some more info. They showed you know, Gold Saucer, Coral Prison. Um, you know, uh, showed off a bit more synergy than some of the summons, uh, Titan, Bahamut Arisen, Phoenix, and then they also showed off like some sort of like this, like, new bonds of friendship mechanic. Like, you can kind of uh, do, like, a uh, select your option when you're um, talking with some of the characters to increase their bond.
1: Well, like, the I original don't. Final Fantasy VII sort of had, like, a hidden yeah. affinity meter, yeah, yeah. which would determine who you did all the, the gold saucer date with. And that's in that's this right. version, too. It seems like it's a little bit more fleshed out. Like, you're literally... I think there was a screenshot, I don't have it in front of me, of Aerith's like, like, let's go together. And you can either say, I yes, I let's... Or, no, that's not, or whatever.
0: <laughs> I, I forgot if this is like, is this only for the gold saucer in this one, or is there actually like, be extends we, beyond
1: that? If we don't know, but the, mm. it showed literally there were four screenshots of the gold saucer uh, Ferris wheel, one for yeah. each of the dates, you know, the three girls and Barrett. So, like, yes, yeah. they're all there. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you also have this uh, Loveless performance. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there's some also yep. interesting things like it shows like the performance of uh, Loveleth, Loveless with Aerith, but it also shows like Jesse for a moment and it's just like, yeah. uh, is this like a flashback? Is this like a virtual reality thing? What's going on here? And also like, there's also other components that are like remake specific, like, for example, um, what is Biggs doing now? Uh, yeah. So, Inter- lot of, it's you know, it's there. a very, very it's interesting release. It won our most anticipated you get to see big Do banana yeah
4: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's
0: once again, uh, just around the corner, it's the end of next month, and it's already here, so um yes, it's gonna be a one two gonna be one of the big ones this year, um another uh info drop uh, at the game Awards, and this time for uh Atlas's latest from uh Studio zero Metaphor re fantasio um they shut off uh. Uh, new footage that shows off like the battle system. What's really interesting is uh this battle system is very mu- much looks like what's in Trails Through Daybreak, where you have like this action element to it, and you can switch to a turn-based one from the action section. So that's kind of an obviously they're not like they didn't copy it off in Trails Through Daybreak, but it's interesting that like in development of both Trails Through Daybreak and Metaphor, they kind of had the similar thought process of like, okay, what's the next step in like evolving uh the battle system and philosophy of rpgs you know yeah. so yeah, so both of them kind of came up with very similar solutions like let's have let's introduce an action element first and if like if the enemy is weak you can get through that action element you know fairly quickly to speed up battles but if you want to have more fighter control over like tougher enemies you can switch over into turn-based mode uh from the action uh elements um, so that so we got to see like a first look at that in action with this new trailer. Um, they also released a, a creator's voice video that uh, had uh, uh, director Hashino, character desi- designer Soejima, and composer Meguro talk more about kind of the finer aspects of Metaphor: Um Obviously, he's got, you got to hear about uh, a lot from Hashino from his point of view, obviously directing and where he wants to uh, take the game uh the 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 big thing also that they introduced is the the various races or the tribes rather uh in uh metaphor refantasio. so like in this fantasy world there's their interpretation of this fantasy world a lot of the conflict stems from like the cultural uh clashes in between these eight tribes and they're and they have like fancy names for the uh, tribes like clamar Rosant, uh roeg but you know, but like the Rasan tribe, for example, are basically uh, elves with very, very pointy ears, and while the Ishkia oh, tribe are like are, are kind of like the angel race because they have names. so yeah. So, and they clarify that like the the humans in this fantasy world are actually like the really fucked up looking enemies uh, that you encounter. So I assume we're gonna find out why are humans like this in this fantasy world. You know. So they're 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 the primary enemy that uh, we've seen in screenshots and footage.
1: But yeah, they. they, they show ca- I've been clicking through the footage as you've been talking yeah. about it, and uh, I what what most captures me mm. is like like the you know the is it high fantasy or is it like retro future or whatever? It's kind of like Ghibli esque steampunkish fantasy. It's like <laughs> it's like a weird blend. It's like I I don't think I have a good analog for like. I'm like looking like this airship that they're on. There's like this crawling mech with like arms. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, it's just it's just interesting. Like the like the I like the, the tech fantasy. I guess is what I'm looking at is was really kind of a, uh, appealing. Yeah, it's,
0: it's an interesting blood because there's like some aspects that look medieval, but then there are some aspects that look like pretty technologically advanced. <laughs> and yet there are some aspects that like, seem like very rudimentary in comparison. So it really mm. makes you wonder. Like, huh? That's uh, that's a really interesting way to like kind of build up your fantasy. So
4: this is, and of
1: course the two D animations all you know, yes. stellar. yeah,
4: very. So th- there's no release date yet, but they did clarify
0: that this will come out fall of this year, the release window, and this is uh, for PlayStation Five. Only on Xbox. It's- Only on <laughs> it's
4: that
3: Xbox. That <laughs> don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that.
0: Don't, don't get fooled. That's part of the marketing campaign. This is for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series. and a PC and we're launching worldwide simultaneously. Don't buy into the the propaganda that it's only for Xbox. <laughs> um, oh man, I, because I know a lot of people do believe that, and I, I, I that, that their marketing is working. That's what it's saying. Um, so yeah, that's a metaphor. Um, they uh, released uh, new info on Vanilla Bear's, uh, latest project in December. Uh, December uh, that is Unicorn Overlord, which is coming out on March eighth of this year. The the big thing that they unveiled is they have some sort of like like light marriage mechanic called the Rite of Covenant uh, in this game, where at some point uh, when you build up like enough friendship or bond with a unit, you can actually propose to them with your main character Elaine uh, with this. Uh, this ring of uh, the ring of the maiden and the 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 cool part about this is it doesn't matter what the sex or gender that your your character you're proposing to is you can it it seems like no no matter if you're a a male female and hopefully you know they have non-binary representation i don't know but it it's not it's not locked to like a a singular you know sex here so i I don't know exactly what the implications are and how deep that marriage mechanic is going to go um, they, only, they only kind of announced the mechanic here. They also showed off you know, a little bit of, you know, when you take over a town, uh, liberate it, you can establish a tavern there, and you know, you can build up bonds with your characters, build up rapport, and you can share it uh, through food. So, it's a, it's a excuse to show, hey, look at more of this Vanillaware food in this game. And you're yeah, like, nah yeah I was like
1: Vanillaware art just <laughs> making us make, I haven't eaten anything today. Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> today. I have a cup of coffee. So, there you go. This is so, what I enjoy. So to check out this. This. Yeah. It's also sort of interesting that uh, mm-hmm. when we so we did our vote mm-hmm. right, in our reader poll for most anticipated RPGs of this year, 2024, and there are four. There are four Sega RPGs. Three different developers, um, or three or four, depending on how you want to count it. You have like a Dragon. You have uh, Persona 3 Reload. You have Metaphor: Vase Fantasio, and then you have this. As four RPGs that were voted in the top 10. So, big year for Sega RPGs. Yes. That's, yeah. uh, big year
2: for Sega and big year for Square Enix. Because, like, yeah. you have FF7 Rebirth, you have Visions mm-hmm. of Mana, you have Saga. If, uh, you have Dawn Trail. It's like, God, yeah. just... Dawn Trail it's, was it's, voted it's...
1: 11. Like, it was just shy of re- ma- making the top 10. It, it, it's kind of RPG heaven
0: at the outset here for yeah. this year.
2: Like, heaven or hell, know. depending on how you look at it, considering, like... Uh, yeah. Agony can't, and can't say, can't can't like, exactly say what, but the uh, the fucking hell march has already begun.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Be- yeah.
2: Best of luck to those already in the trenches.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean this is gonna be, you know, I'm really, really, really looking forward to Unicorn Overlord. This is uh, every time they put them in for drop, I'm like, goddamn, <laughs> hell yeah. I so, need
2: to. I'm going to buy Unicorn Overlord. I don't know if I'm going to play it at launch, but it's like one of those games where it's like, sure, if I waited three or four months, it'll probably be cheaper. But I don't... I need to support Vanillaware. Vanilla I already
3: bought the Collector's Edition. Haven't you hey. done so, James?
2: I'm, I'll, I'll pre-order it next week. I swear.
4: <laughs> I swear. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, this is going to be... Like I said, March 8th, so it's uh, shortly releasing after FF7 Rebirth. Yeah, so we, everyone's going to be Nobody on. Rebirth gonna be, Rebirth.
1: We're, we're going to be in FF7 mode, and then Unicorn Overlord will just pop right in. I will champion uh, Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> i have already getting my games mixed up. Oh, yeah um i was i was thinking like what else is in march there's nothing else in march right oh wait nope dragon's dogma 2 <laughs> yeah and and rise, of rise of the ronin rise of, it's of the like, ronin also
0: that's the, the moment day.
2: the the moment that the release date for rise of the ronin was revealed i just like actually it's screamed it's like it's like, no, not the same day as Dragon's Dogma. No. (laughs) I
3: I disintegrated when I saw that. (laughs) That is the easiest skip in my life. I'm just going straight Um, to Dragon's um, Dogma.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, Koei Tecmo. I'm sorry. If you wanted me to play that game at launch, you would not release it on PS5 only the same day Dragon's Dogma 2 releases. I will just wait for that PC port. I'm sure it will come out like, at either at the end of the year or early next year when I will have more time to play it. And hopefully yeah, it's a, a
1: decent PC port. Koei Tecmo has not has struggled with yeah. that recently. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Man, it's, digital, yeah.
2: digital Foundry put out a video of the worst PC ports of the year. And like I think Wild Hearts was like number two i think they said Wild Hearts was the worst pc port of the year from as far as they're concerned i remember
1: i think i think all these pc ports i'm not sure about wild hearts but like neo 2's pc port was pretty bad at launch i think it's fine now maybe not excellent but fine wolong was bad at launch and i think it's also sort of like fine now so
0: Yeah. yeah and then I, 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 will, I, will, I would like to find now to be at launch and then better
4: right, exactly. <laughs> hopefully hopefully
0: <laughs> because
2: part of the reason why Woe long and wild hearts were a bit rough is that they switched to a new engine i think it's called the katana engine now so there was a lot of teething issues it sounds like i'm giving them some rope and i'm like giving them some defense here i want to be clear anyone that had an rdna3 gpu at launch for wild hearts for the first two weeks of that game's launch it was an epileptic uh, like hazard uh-huh. and they, and oh, they yeah, had right. I remember, I remember you and they knew it. about that issue in that engine because uh-huh. I was the fucking person that reported it in January and low long.
1: <laughs> so it's like, well, I remember early last year we had like three games back to back. It was wild hearts Wolong long and one other PC port. I don't remember. And we're like, I think we titled one of our podcasts. Like, please give us a decent PC port at lunch. Uh, yeah, here's it was, it was my a bad stretch.
0: Here's my secret tech uh, behind the scenes on um, this Rise of the Ronin and Dragon's Dogma 2 at release. I, I I put myself down to review Rise of the Ronin so I can hopefully play that so Dragon's Dogma 2 doesn't overlap with that. If so like, I... Uh, you, I will cover it if they send us early code. So you know, I can play that. And then when Dragon's Dogma 2 hits, I'm like, all right, my conscience is clear. This is what
1: you I'm with with Ayudin and Saga. <laughs> yeah you
2: know you know what you know what i'll i say if i get dragon's talking 2 like code but i'm pretty sure if i even if i don't review it i'll be on guides duty and i'm sure we'll get like multiple codes so i'll probably if if uh if talking to you it sounds like rise of the ronin is uh worth picking up at launch i'll probably do the same thing then.
0: i mean i'm hoping i'm hoping it's cool like uh, like i have faith in the neo team so I'm I'm really crossing my fingers. That's uh, that's uh, the that that's my line. I think.
2: Maybe the reason that Will Long was uh, just okay was because the uh, Neo Two A team was working on Rise of the Ronin. Surely that's it. Surely. <laughs> Here's
0: the e, here we go. A team and B team, but not for the Neo team. Uh, um. So we had uh, a new. Uh, uh, Six-minute key feature share for Ayuden Chronicle 100 Heroes that came out in December. Uh, this really goes in-depth of like, hey, this is kind of all the features that we're putting into this game. They showed off, you know, obviously what we've seen before is the story premise with the three protagonists. Uh, we saw a little bit of the battle system, but they showed off the war mode um, in this game. And that, that's that meant to like echo yeah, sort of like the, the tactical all... strategy element from the Suikoden games.
1: Well, all the Suikoden games have some sort of war mode. Yeah, it varies a little bit from game to game. But they all have some sort of like sub mini game, almost like a macro game, actually, of the battle simulator thing. So yeah, yeah. This was this trailer the, the first time we saw the Ryden characters, Rising characters in the new in their new? No, were, we've seen them before. Oh, yeah. um, oh okay. we have their English voice actor here now as well. Yes. Oh.
0: So um, yeah, and uh, the the up of this one kind of reminds you of Kesson a little, which is kind of neat. Because it has like the little, you see that little pieces, and when you zoom in, you actually see like your, your army of uh, squ- your allies going to the enemy. and sort of, you know, managing more of a war instead of like a turn based battle system. It's almost a simulation, uh, if you will. Um, you know, they showed more of the town building, and then they showed some sort of the mini games. Of course, there's fishing, and there's the usual, and then, you know, there's like a cooking mini game, like serving people, but then they shut off Beyblades in this game. I'm like, wait a minute. There's Beyblades, <laughs> so you yeah, have like um these tops that you can you know uh, I've I assume build and you can go to, against head to head with enemies in this game battling tops and it's pretty much Beyblade. <laughs> I'm like yep. okay sure. Uh, so that's uh really cool. Um, so yeah, the you know it's it's coming out uh April twenty third uh, over here, so. Once you're done with all the RPGs you know, early on this year, you're, you're done with Like a Dragon Infinite Mouth. you're done with Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, you're, you're done, done with Final Persona Fantasy Alone. 7 Rebirth, you're done with FF7 Rebirth, you're done with Unicorn Overlord, you're done with Rise of the Ronin, you're done with Dragon's Dogma 2. So now, so sh- surely you're all done with that by April. Now you have and Chronicle yeah and,
2: and and surely surely you'll be able to beat it in the two days before uh, game of the year comes out so for saga yeah surely <laughs> surely surely you're and and surely you got all of the games that you wanted to play from 2023 out of the way oh, yeah. like beforehand right oh yeah obviously so, obviously,
0: obviously. <laughs> so you know uh you got to check out Aiden and chronicle uh yes last uh, year
2: yeah Yeah. it was it was a very last minute thing literally the week of the game awards they uh um, well no the friday before the game awards um i think it was stride pr yeah well stride pr basically sent out an invite for a preview of uh and chronicles uh the first hour it was the same day as the game awards less than a week had uh, like uh, heads up uh, thank god i was local cuz i was able to actually uh, get sit down and play it uh, obviously i wrote up my thoughts on it early uh, last month and uh i really enjoyed it i'm actually really excited for this and it's like i knew it was probably going to be good but i this feels bad but i was hoping that i wouldn't enjoy the preview as much as i did because it's like <laughs> fuck <laughs>
1: There's well so i, I, I think that's
0: i think
2: that's
1: a glowing recommendation <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to dislike this but i just couldn't bring myself to do it ah, there's so many games i wanted to dislike it i wanted to check one off the list
0: <laughs> that, that
2: that feels mean to say but you understand why <laughs> yeah, get it. that's, a,
0: that's a funny way to, uh, to rationalize it <laughs>
2: but yeah uh so yeah like uh some interesting stuff with the combat uh the uh music is incredible oh mm. my god oh, the yeah. music is incredible Motoi uh, Sakuraba
1: and uh michiru naruke
2: it, it's funny how like uh this is there's this like s- there's been this consensus i've seen a- around a bunch of people where it's like sakuraba is an incredible incredible composer when he's not on a tales of project <laughs>
1: sorry Michiko. <laughs> naruke not- okay. Not really. you're not wrong his dark, his dark
0: Souls OST really good yeah. so. <laughs> there's something to that
2: yeah but anyways yeah. Uh, read my uh, my thoughts yeah. on the game from last month if you haven't already understandably if you haven't read it it's like it, it was just like so much news so many other stuff going up so it's like understandable but yeah uh, I am sorry folks if you weren't already excited for you Chronicles you should be <laughs>
1: Hell oh, yeah. I really yeah. like how it looks. Um I really the two yeah. D yeah. pixel art um <laughs> with the kind of the three D backgrounds. It's 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 not necessarily like Star Ocean 2 the, the It actually of sort of reminds me of like Trails in the Sky only with uh, yeah two pixel, with only with like two D characters rather than the Right. The what we yeah. what those have. So mm-hmm. well. Man. Uh can't wait for this
0: one. And we're still waiting for a release date for the weekend and one and two HD remaster as well.
1: Yeah. It's you know,
0: that's also this year, so
1: I I've heard kind of weird things about like those Metal Gear Solid remasters. Like I they yeah. were what, 720p? Uh, yeah,
2: there were 720p on everything, and, and uh, the Switch version only had, like, Metal Gear 1 and 2. Not solid, Metal Gear 1 and 2 on the game card, and then everything else you had to download well, for some and, reason.
1: And I've heard other weird, like, performance or emulation or whatever things. It's like, come on, Konami, you can get in, right, can't you? Come I,
0: I, on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, you know, they have a different, like, you know, obviously a different... Hopefully it's not just, like, a porting team, like, that they did with MGS... Mm-hmm uh collection. Hopefully it's like kinda tailor-made and almost like we mastered from the ground up and, mm-hmm. and with modern uh optimizations in mind instead of just like hey we're just gonna uh port here here. <laughs> it's like okay, come on. So uh, yeah, we're hopefully next time they show it's not it's not like their the first showing of Swinked have went into HGV remaster was bad. It's no. just like now we have precedent of like what they're doing now with the MGS collection. Um our game of the year of uh, last year is now on Xbox Series. Uh, they shadow dropped Baldur's Gate Three at the twenty twenty three Game Awards, and it uh, you know, came out last month on Xbox Series X and S. Um, I'm sure there's been some
1: many, issues. Many, many heard
4: oh, okay, with saves, uh, yeah, saves and uh-huh. also
1: I guess like if you are streaming the game and it shows like a sex scene, it was like considered oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, <laughs> like it would like uh, oh, yeah, ban people you get or, banned. Or whatever. Yeah, that's right. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay, that. we'll fix this.
0: So, well, yeah, there is the full frontal nudity. There is, there is heavy, yeah. heavy sex in that game. You can fuck a bear.
1: Anyways, it's... by the way, the section of the podcast we're in now are like all the release dates, and they're kind of generally in order. So, some of these we've already like touched on, like Rise of the Ronin and stuff, but yeah, yeah. we're going into our release dates. And, 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 was... and a lot of times when a release date announced, it's alongside other information as well. Not all the time, but often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Baldur's Gate three, he like, Sven was supposed to say it like during his speech, but you know, he only had 30 seconds. So yeah, yeah, by the way, wrap it up
3: Uh,
1: and I don't, I I don't have a direct tweet in front of me, but I remember reading one of the developers, like, obviously they were struggling with the series S version for the longest time, but like, because of the headache of having to, to deal with that, they like found like a lot of like efficiencies. They were like put under the gun to figure out how to make that thing work uh, on the S and were able to kind of clean up and find a lot of neat, neat little, you know, software tricks to, to yeah. help all versions of the game. So it's kind of a neat little little bonus.
2: So uh, as cool as that is, apparently there's been an ongoing issue with the Series X version for, I guess, a month now where uh, people keep losing their saves. Oh, no. Oh.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> So, not new.
0: the type of
1: game you want to lose your save in. Not that you
0: ever want to. I would be, yeah. But like yeah, I have I've a seen, hour save, and it's
2: now gone. I've <laughs> seen at least like one person on like Reddit who, like, in the, the most recent thread about it on like R slash Games, where they were like, "Yeah, I'm. I don't know when I'm going to pick this up again because I lost my save right as I got into Act Three. I don't want to oh, touch this game.
3: No. Oof. It's hard.
2: like I, I read that, and it just was like, oh man, they." Like they should just like give you a refund and let you keep the game if that happened to you. It's like holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, if you're on it and you're having fun, great. And if you're folding off, maybe that's the right uh, back up your to. saves. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, the problem is you if can't you can. easily do that I don't on know how you, yeah, I don't know it, if
1: you could on the Xbox uh,
2: one of the things they're recommending people do is make sure that Larian cross saves are enabled because that might give you an extra bit of security I don't know how well it's yeah. working but it, maybe it'll help maybe it'll help
0: and but, you know obviously yeah. Larian's obviously actively investigating and trying to uh, fix this uh, you know, 24-7 around the clock uh, yep so getting them some time as so it's a big game, one might say. Yeah, uh, this is a uh, cool for me. Uh, they up, uh, so level five. They push back all their titles to this year, uh, and the one of the titles was Inazuma Eleven Victory Road. And at the time, it was only previously announced for PS five, PS four, Switch, and mobile devices. But now they announced that they're also adding a Steam version for this game, which is hell yeah! Great news for me because I've always wanted to like try out. This game, this used, be, this used to be the Inazuma Eleven like celebration game for all Inazuma Eleven, and I'm like, okay, well, this seems like a great place to start. This is the ultimate Inazuma Eleven game, and I was bummed out it was like coming to PC, but now they're like, hey, it's coming to PC. I'm like, cool. <laughs> please, yeah.
2: please, Decca, please next. Please, yeah. Deck of
0: Police next. Yeah, we're, we're, pretty much we're hoping every fucking level yeah. five title coming to PC.
2: Now, granted, <laughs> what I did play of Deck of Police at TGS on a PS5, it looked great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll run and look just fine on PS5, but PC, anyways.
4: Please, please. please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want, I want to. I don't, I cannot commit that like I'm gonna be like the biggest Inazuma Eleven fan out of this, but I'm, I am interested enough to check it out. Because I know a lot of people who are fans of this game and, like, really, really praise it. I'm like, okay, I should give this series a shot. Um, and all the footage that I've, like, been looking for this game, it's like, man, this is really intricate. I'm not, like, the biggest knowledge. <laughs> Josh is a huge soccer fan. <laughs> well, I'm not a big, like, soccer goes... knowledge
2: person, but, you know. I mean, I mean you kind of, like, left, uh, kind of... Uh kind of give away the game by calling it soccer in the first place yeah
0: i know <laughs> uh, the, 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 i'm not a big knowledge you know person for the football americano one might say you know or no that's just football in spanish and football americano for actual american football so you're convincing yourself
1: yeah but you know you gotta, we gotta educate ourselves. Uh, to playing,
0: I'm pretty, <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 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 where's the touchdown? How do you do a touchdown in this game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I think I find it very, very funny that I'm pretty sure, like the one person on staff that knows the most about about both soccer, uh, well, football and American football
4: is our British boss. Probably, <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> um. Just around the corner, uh, Legend of Grimrock that came out in uh, twenty twelve on PC. Uh, that was the first person in a dungeon. Uh, I don't know if it was like a turn based, but uh...
2: it's real time. It's, it's real, real time. time. Yeah. Uh, I uh, think the inter- yeah. I think the yes. Blubber. I think the interesting <laughs> thing about this for me is when I was going through like my preliminary, like first going through like all these RPGs to test them on like Steam Deck article back when I got my Steam Deck in may of 2022 uh like legend of grimrock was one of those games i played it does not have uh gamepad support so i wonder oh, yeah. they probably won't but i wonder if they'll add in gamepad support with the switch versions
0: release yeah uh, well the legend of grimrock yeah it's coming to switch on january 15th so I'm just a few days away oh. and, uh, go ahead sorry yeah that's not just the news pretty much like, I, hey. I,
1: I had an, i just i thought this already had a console release but no like it's PC mobile only uh, like I thought I like I, sh- I was like, surely this came out on PS4 or something, right? Like, oh, no, never did. So sure when, this was announced, switch- when this was announced, I was like surprised because, you know, we hadn't heard about Grimrock in almost a decade. And I and I actually didn't I think forgot, it was a sequel
0: to. Yeah. yeah,
1: I forgot what even the developer's name was because they're just not in like my, my mind space because we haven't been thinking or talking about them. It's almost yeah. human is the finished developer of these games and i was sort of curious like what have they been working on since Grimrock 2 because i have no idea and the, the answer apparently is nothing they made oh. like these two games and they were just sort of like satisfied and they're like we're not making we're yeah. not really making anything right now <laughs> like hell oh, yeah <laughs> uh, and they even put in the press release um let me just read it um almost or sorry all of us at almost human have had other things to do besides legend of Grimrock in recent years so why should we do a port of a game that's almost 11 years old The idea of a port arose when our programmer, Petri Hakkinen, had a Nintendo Switch developer kit, and he thought it would be a fun and educational side project to get the game running on our favorite console platform. Most of our decisions aren't driven by business business development plans or market analysis, and this is no exception. And we simply did the project because it was enjoyable for us. We anticipate this release will rekindle the excitement of many old fans of the game, and we hope to will discover the delights of old-school dungeon crawling.
0: And they said like this new Switch port uh, is coming with an overhauled UI uh, for both dock and handheld modes to suit both of them. So, you know, they're just like if you want to see how they adapted it on that platform, you know, it's definitely need to check out.
2: Yeah, um, and and knowing because I didn't actually remember that they had done a mobile version before. Like Adam just mentioned it now. I I guess it makes sense that they would have ordered it to Switch if they had a dev kit because it's like they're both the same architecture so yeah uh maybe is legend of grimrock 2 on mobile as well or is that only on pc
4: because uh
2: means. yeah because i know that grimrock 2 is the one that people really really like i still need to play both of those i'm a fake uh blobber fan i'm sorry uh but yeah it's like it, it's funny because like i remember a decade ago like grimrock and grimrock 2 were like some of the big pc exclusives people talked about and it's just like nowadays you don't really get too many of those
1: we had it, a there's a couple of responses to our our, our article about this our, our tweet or whatnot where the sentiment was like this developer came out of nowhere created two of the best dungeon crawlers ever made and left <laughs> Two year period okay
2: use this to elaborate leaves yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I I went to go check the iOS store, and only the first one is there. They never made a mobile version of the okay. Grim Rock 2, as far as uh, my, my quick search for it is concerned. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
0: so um, good on them. Hopefully, you know, if the, if this does well, hopefully they come back together and um, do it for re-release the, the sequel uh, on Switch and maybe mobile as well. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, people really, really fucking love this game. I really like the second one as well. I, but a lot of times to are not. So the first one is like I, I dabbled in a little, but uh, the second one is really really hit the spot for me. So This is cool. That's cool. That's on January fifteenth, the Switch version for Legend of Grimrock one.
4: Um, so coming uh,
0: uh, long kind of long overdue. Um, <laughs> uh, at January twenty fifth, the Nintendo Switch version of Grime is coming out. So they finally gave a release date for this um, this was uh initially announced um l- december twenty twenty one i believe so th- and it's and it's been and it was originally slated uh for summer twenty twenty two then it kept getting pushed back so finally at long last uh grime is coming to the switch on january twenty fifth and alongside this release there'll be the the third uh and final free d l c party shade is coming out on all its available platforms on that day so including the switch. It's coming out on uh, PlayStation's uh, Xbox Series, uh, Xbox One, PC, which is on uh, available on Steam, GOG, and Epic stores. So there's everywhere. Um, yeah, this is kind of the this is the Souls-like from uh, developed by uh, Cloverbyte and published by Aku Para Game. So good on them, you know, to finally get that Nintendo Switch version uh, out, and hopefully, you know, runs well when it comes out. Yeah. so For people who are waiting for that version, the wait is almost
1: finally over. This this one was it's sort of fun, lot. or this one is sort of amusing because this game came out in 2021 and I hear it's pretty good. Just it's like a side scrolling they call it like a side scrolling Souls like. Um and I heard it's pretty good. And they announced that there was gonna be a Switch version, but they kept delaying it. But the thing is is like they kept releasing like DLCs, they're free DLCs for the game. So it, it they never went like completely radio silent because they were always updating the game on the other platforms. It's just like, well, where's the switch version? Where is it? Where is it? over basically two years later, and finally here it is. So uh, good on them for finally you know getting that version up to snuff. hopefully it's in good shape.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, uh, we have uh, a a DLC for Eastward, uh, called Eastward Octopia. Or Oct- yeah, Octopia coming out on January thirty first for the Switch and PC. Um, the nature of this DLC, I try to remember. Was it um, basically? This more laid back it's like a. a it's DLC? like
1: a. It's so the original game is sort of like a two D kind of adventure RPG, like isometric ish, top down pixel art adventure RPG. This is like a farming sim, and oh, okay, it is yeah. not canon. It doesn't fit into a timeline. It's. It seems like it's quite literally. We're just gonna take these characters from the game and now it's a farming sim. Like everyone yeah, just having a Why good not? time we're, relaxing. We're just we're just taking our eastward assets and and we're gonna make Stardew Valley. Okay. I respect that. Uh that sounds more dismissive than I intend. They're like, you know what? We let's let's try our hands at it. Uh, yeah. we'll try, you know, use what we've got with our art assets and our, you know, our, our tech. What
3: was it the original game like? I remember Paige reviewed it or something.
1: She liked it. Yeah. T-
0: it, uh, like uh, yeah, the bought like merch an and stuff
1: for the game also, she liked it that much. So
0: yeah, she really liked uh, the sword. So that that's uh coming January thirty first. Uh it's gonna be priced at uh five ninety nine uh USD. Um yeah. Uh next up, uh Games uh had a lot to say about uh Grand Blue Fantasy Relay because it's coming out in uh less than a month. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to uh, tell you all about uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink at their Grand Blue Fest uh, in December. Um, the they unveiled the a new trailer for it, two trailers. Well, the first one was uh, showing you off the theme song uh, called "Good Night, Good Morning," uh, sung in English by the Japanese voice actress of Lyria, Nao Toyama. Uh, really, really good uh, theme song. I didn't know the Nao Toyama could sing in english but that's the uh,
3: first time i ever heard her singing yeah in it's awesome english
0: yeah then they showed off another trailer showing off some of the boss battles in the game with the four primal beasts and some of the members of the church like there's some church faction you go up against so they showed off some like the antagonists in the game uh they showed off a new playable character uh for Blue fantasy relink uh the next one that they showed up is cagliostro uh who is a fan favorite uh, in the game and also available as a playable character in the fighting game. Um, So we we haven't really seen how she plays in Granblue Fantasy Relink, uh, but they just announced her. Uh, They also announced that there will be an update for the game in April uh, that adds new content, and part of that new content is two new playable characters. Uh, That's Sayothan and Trian. I know that Trian's... uh, known as uh, called song yeah her,
3: her japanese name is song because they I all name after numbers from a different language but for some reason the english localization just completely watched that so uno changed to andre uh
0: what's the yofan in uh uh
3: siete siete okay i, I love their japanese name so much so i refuse to call them by their English. i mean a lot of too. people do so yeah people just
0: that's why i get like Try to remember which is their Japanese names and which is their. Yeah, English even name. in the
3: wiki, you could yeah. just search to, like you could just search up with like the English, I even mean, like the Japanese name, and it's like, yep, that's what we're doing. Like nobody calls them by their English name, yeah. except for Sarasa, because find Sarasa's uh, uh name's a little bit hard to say, so they just call her by the actual English name, which is Feo. Uh, that's about it. But any yeah. than that, everybody hates their their English names.
0: Yeah, so uh, but both of these characters uh, coming in the April update for Relink uh, are part of the Eternals, and that's a fairly popular faction uh, from the game. Uh, so uh, they also announced uh, that there's going to be a Grand Blue Fantasy Relink demo coming out sometime this month, but this demo is only coming out for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 version of the game. There's no Steam version of the demo uh, that Fight. they announced.
2: Side games? Was it not enough that you don't ha- have the uh, gotcha code with the PC version? Come on, come on!
0: Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, but so they showed, uh, they announced that uh, with the demo, obviously you get to see some of the main story. You'll get to play some online multiplayer cast quest. Uh, Eleven playable characters are available to try out in that demo. Um, they said you can earn rewards for the full game, but I don't know what that means necessarily. Um...
3: Who are you so, yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I, I need to try out people. I, I want to try out Yoda, actually. Yoda uh, looks fun.
3: No, Yoda. he is, like, a god in the game, like, story-wise, that's my opinion, but <laughs> I looking, he's, like, like, he's kind of trash.
0: I was looking at some footage, and they are talking about, like, Yoda's mechanics, like, it's very, like, timing-based and going, like, the like, slashing up, like, enemies really, really fast, and you can keep the rhythm going as long as, like, you get time button presses right, I guess and that looks really fun to me so yeah there's been some videos around this game like showing off like how each of the characters play and they all look like really unique like some of them have like have a lot of like unique mechanics just for that character going on so uh, i'm excited to try out all the characters though so as someone never
3: play monster hunter before do you think this will be an easy first monster hunter style type game for me I, I it, think you'll be fine. To be honest, yeah,
1: yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be it's, fine. The, the structure feels kind of monster hunter-ish, but it, it doesn't won't have like the, it doesn't probably won't have like the same gear grind.
0: Yeah, it's, it's much not much like you, know? you have to learn about like traps or like capturing the monsters and like you know trying to track them. It's not going to be like anything intricate like monster hunter like that. I think this is a, there's definitely more character focused on progressing your character, learning how to play your character, and learning like a boss's like attack patterns like an MMO fight. Yeah, it looks like
2: mechanics and whatnot yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah so um also uh released very recently i don't know when but on the official site for grand blue fantasy Re:Link, they showed the the PC requires a minimum requirement recommended requirement, and optimal requirements
3: uh i'm sure james is gonna go limit since it's uh,
0: okay so well, 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 well james and I are gonna dissect this a little so the minimal and recommended requirements are pretty straightforward like they're your processor uh, for the minimal requirement is, you know, you can go that to, uh, as low as an i3 9100 for Intel. And then for the, you can have an AMD Ryzen 3 3200G for your minimal requirement, and you'll be fine. 16 gigs of RAM. And then for a graphics card, you can go, if you have a, it'll support 1060 uh, GeForce GTX. And then for AMD, it'll support RX 580.
2: Uh, uh, just a complete aside, but I think. Looking at this, I feel like it's uh, worth mentioning just because of how funny it is. Uh, uh, Just earlier this week, the PC requirements for that new Prince of Persia game also came out. Do you know what the recommended GPU for Ultra 4K60 is for that game? A 960. A GTX 1060? (laughs) A 1060, okay. Damn. So the minimum, so the minimum requirements for Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is for 1080p, 30fps at standard quality is the same GPU that will be good for 4K 60 ultra settings on Prince of Persia. Completely different games. Understandable that this would be more demanding, but just very, very funny considering the close proximity to the uh, specs being announced.
0: Then the recommended requirements are probably the closest to like what the PS5 version is running. So the processor, uh, you know, requirements there are i seven eight thousand seven hundred for the Intel, and then for AMD it's the Ryzen five three thousand six hundred. For graphics uh, there it's the RTX twenty eighty, and then for AMD it's the RX six thousand seven hundred XT. And that's for that's for capable of ten eighty p sixty fps when seven graphics are set to ultra. Which sounds recommended requirements.
2: Which sounds weird, but two things keep in mind. One. Both those GPUs are roughly equivalent to a PS5. A 6700 XT is a bit stronger, but the actual equivalent AMD GPU, the 6700 non-XT, is very, very uncommon. I would not expect most developers to, especially side games, because this is their first, like, besides, like, Little Noah, which was a much smaller scale game which can run on anything. This is the first, like, proper, like, AAA development that they're doing, so obviously they're not going to have a full, like, sort of, like, pipeline to test as many different pc like uh, hardware as possible but yeah this Uh, is roughly equivalent to a ps5 as close as you can get on a pc and the ps5 version's performance mode is 1080p 60 fps probably not at ultra because i did and i guess we'll talk about in a bit i did get a chance to play the 1.0 1.0 version of the game on PS5 during the TGA week and the uh, graphics are definitely lower in performance mode than quality mode so this is roughly equivalent this is about what you would expect considering what you're getting on PS5
0: okay and then now here's where we're getting a little nutty so optimal requirements here's another one beyond recommending optimal requirements to, to, to play at 2160p 30fps and graphics are set to ultra Processor, still the same. When it comes to graphics cards, uh, they, they are recommending for the optimal requirements uh, a GeForce RTX 4070. Uh, and then for an AMD, it's a, a Radeon RX 7900 XTX. Um, yeah. So, and th- 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 this is what uh, it's kind of weird at first, then, then, but when you start factoring, it's like maybe they're going to add ray tracing to the PC version. Yeah, there's like three things that
2: I think of when I see these uh, optimal requirements. One, I don't think the uh, quality mode on PS5 is actually 4K. I think it's probably internally 1440p and then being upscaled to 4K. That would be my guess, especially considering performance mode is only is only 1080p 60. So that roughly would make sense if it was actually internally like 1440p or something. Uh also, yeah, they they're either using ray tracing in the ultra setting preset, but I don't think that is the main thing that's going on here because, like if we look at the recommender requirements, they're also using ultra and but and the sixty seven hundred xt is not that far off from a twenty eighty so I don't think ray tracing would necessarily be the big differentiator. uh it'll be so like. If I was going to guess what would be the more likely to be equivalent AMD GPU, it would be a 7800 XT or a 6800 XT, one or the other. We'll have to see when it comes out, like how the scaling works. I don't know if any like PC focused like outlets are going to do performance testing. We might not get that sort of granularity. And I don't think YouTubers are going to have that much of an interest in doing that themselves. But yeah, a 4070 for only 4K30 seems a bit low, but a 7900XTX for 4K30 is absolutely unless there is something completely and utterly wrong with with the optimization on the AMD side, which looking at the minimum and mid requirements and the fact that the game is officially supported on Steam Deck. They told me that when I was at the preview event last month and they said that they have given the platform special attention. So it's like so it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I would be very surprised if the 7900 XTX isn't much closer to 4K 60 because that would be what I would expect looking at the rest of the requirements and knowing how much more powerful a 7900 XTX is compared to a 4070 in the vast majority of workloads. So, I'm not too worried about it yet obviously i want to test i'm not up on the docket to review this hopefully side sends multiple codes i would love to be able to do guides for one thing but also to be able to take a closer look at the pc performance and see if i can give some folks a better idea of what to expect because
0: minimum yeah, recommended yeah, yeah. We, or we don't, yeah we don't you know, know, know if they even have like review codes for the pc hopefully they do i, I yeah hopefully they do but like for, 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 for but if I was a betting man, I, I have a, like a sneaking suspicion they're only going to offer review codes for uh, the console version because that's the te- that's the the version that the, that's the only version they've ever shown of this game. We've never seen the PC version of this game. <laughs> so <just> yeah, like
2: <laughs> they did tech. They did technically have uh, Granblue versus Rising PC codes. So I mean,
0: yeah, I, yeah.
2: But anyways, yeah, I'm excited for this. I know like Josh is excited for this. Yeah. I know that Chow's excited for the PS5. Uh, uh,
0: code, for, code the goodies yeah. for the main game <laughs> yeah it's like I don't know about the actual RPG thing but you know
2: <laughs> but yeah but um, y- y- you understand Chow. if you want to play with us you're going to have to buy the PC version because unfortunately crossplay is only for the PS4 and PS5 versions of the game not between PC and Playstation
3: you know I I, I already told uh, Josh that I was going to double dip okay
2: alright <laughs> But yeah, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I did also have a chance to play the, like, the version of the game that, as far as I can tell, is printed on the PS5 disc. Obviously, there's going to be, like, some sort of, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of day one patch, or always is, for games like this. But uh, yeah, I wrote up some thoughts there. Um, not going to go to, not going to really go into it, just because I know that Josh uh, also did a preview for it like was that august or was that september
0: and somewhere around there well, yeah august right,
2: september okay. and i and i also had already written a preview like when i played it at uh anime expo so obviously we have had multiple chances uh to yeah. uh demo this game now and obviously and, and,
0: and, I mean, and like for people who have playstations as well they can try it out for themselves this month with the demo
2: yeah yeah but uh, yeah mm-hmm. um i'm excited for this very excited i hope they send out code soon i hope <laughs> I hope I get my hands on one. But, yeah.
0: So uh, Next up, uh, pretty interesting uh, news out of nowhere here. Earlier this year, Shirovune and uh, Or Shirovune, I forgot how they announced it. They announced that they were uh, localizing the three Dungeon Crawler RPGs in the Dungeon Travelers franchise, which is Dungeon Travelers 2 R2 and 2 Another World, and then the two Dungeon Travelers 2 games, uh, Dungeon Travelers 2 and Dungeon Travelers 2-2. But the, uh, At their initial announcement... They announced that they were only uh, they weren't coming to Steam. They weren't even going to come to like a popular like uh, outlet on the PC. They're yeah. coming to only like Joren, and I forgot if there's another one. No, nope, um,
2: only Joren for now. Like pretty much every uh, Shiravun tweet where they announce a game coming to Steam, people will be like, "Where's Dungeon Travelers?" Because like Manga Gamer and uh, J- well, Jazz USA has outright said that they would be perfectly fine with uh selling dungeon travelers 2 and 2-2 on their storefront but uh yeah it's like regardless of how you feel about uh uh 2 and 2-2 which are completely understandable it's like there's stuff in that in those games that i don't feel fully comfortable with and like i would not blame anyone for not wanting to engage with i do feel terrible for shiravun just because like both of those games came out on console. Uh, Dungeon Travelers Two was rated by the ESRB. You could buy it at Walmart on a store shelf. It's one of those things where it's like, like we knew that these games were barred from a Steam release in like 2021, even like not 2021, sorry, 2022. Even it's just uh, it took a while until they officially announced it themselves. It just, anyways,
1: I don't know if we've uh, buried the lead yeah, here, but yeah, they just yeah, announced. <laughs> That so, two of the games came out now. The third game to release, which is actually the first game in the series, which is Dungeon Travelers 2 Heart 2, is getting a Steam release, as Gosh, well as Joran. Just... So, that game, yeah. uh, verified approved for Steam, coming out on February 15th, uh, right yeah, in the Steam... middle of an empty month.
2: Steam yep. works in mysterious ways. So the just...
1: weird thing about like the Dungeon Travelers 2 one, also, is that like I know people would be upset at this, but the version that they released on Joe is the English Vita version, which was censored slightly. Like, they yeah. they didn't uncensor it. It's the same version. They said so. And it's like, even that is still not approved for Steam. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, regardless of how you feel about, like, the games themselves, there it's been an ongoing thing, and there's been developers that have spoken out about how the raids are very much... A weird sort of bias with uh, at least someone or multiple people within Steam, where it's like very inconsistent about what will get accepted onto the platform, and because there's no real way to kind of like appeal those decisions, sometimes like developers are just shit out of luck, like uh, like Shurvoon here. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this in, um, publicly, but I, I feel especially bad about it because I actually like had a conversation with uh, Robert over at Shiravun like around the time I finished Galeria and he he was talking about like dungeon RPGs he had played, and I mentioned, "Hey, you guys should try and get Dungeon Travelers two on PC." <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, I feel bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, at least one of them is coming out of the P. Uh, Steam.
3: Steam so, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hopefully, feels kind of like wrong to have half the collection, though.
0: I mean, it is what it is. Yeah.
3: Know? I mean, I don't know how this even works. I mean, I got Steam promoting porn on like the big sale that they had like two weeks ago. Yep.
2: It. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah. It's
4: it's inconsistent. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Very weird.
0: Um next up uh, we have an end of service announcement everyone loves end of service announcements uh, there's the end of service announcement for Danmachi Memoria Freeze they will be shutting down outside, outside Japan on
1: February 28th. is that uh, right to the role series by up. its english name
0: uh is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon question mark miss colon memoria freeze right
3: oh jesus <laughs> i i had to i think will watch watch the show uh i do like the first season and after that i just kind of stopped following
1: it i, they, I think i saw they, recently they came out with i think like a fourth season or they announced it like i didn't realize yeah. it was still going so, what's oh so what,
0: what i what i believe they they split up the fourth season into two parts which is like a split core so the the first right. core and then they they, they there's another core that they they continued it and then i think they announced like a fifth season i believe right. <laughs> so it's ongoing As far as the anime adaptation is concerned,
1: because I was thinking of this as like this is an anime from ten years ago, and it's like well maybe, but also still going.
2: Yeah. Uh, So so two things about this. First off, uh, with all of these like mobile game closures, I'm used to seeing it happen for a game that's like maybe a year old. I, I was shocked to 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 see that this came out like six years ago. And then I remembered wasn't this like the first like Frenchie roll like mobile game that had a lot of controversies because of like miscommunication about like what was in the game and not? Or
3: something that, like that. And, and yeah. I, 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 I don't know, think it was like this weird censorship thing. They they you know, they say they weren't going kind to of censor the game and then when they released it they completely censored it. You know, like,
0: I I I believe like like it's kind of it's kind of we're working off of like outdated information on like artificial uh, entry on the site, but I believe this game also like switched hands from from Crunchyroll back to like the original developer into like who's running the service. So I think at a certain point that like, the the developer got the right to like get run their game from Crunchyroll. So like, hey, we'll do it ourselves because maybe they're unsatisfied how Crunchyroll is um, running yeah. it. Um, I think that that's. I hope uh,
3: nobody uses Crunchyroll for the gacha games. I'm still not gonna forgive them for the Princess Connect treatment.
0: Yeah. So a- anyway, like the affected regions for this uh, down is Euro- U.S., Europe, Taiwan, and South Korea. Been running, you know, oh, about six years. So that's a pretty decent run for you know uh, a game these days. Some games, a lot of games, don't even make it their first year through their first year. You know. So yeah, let um. Uh, another one that there was a lot of end, end- of service announcements for games last month. That that's usually the, around the time and if we're like we don't want to run this game anymore so we didn't we didn't list everything down that was one of the things we listed down here but there was a lot of games that announced end of service
1: um last month um i think i just put it here because it was february
3: that's kind of where we're at mm-hmm. the Gacha markets is wild in the last month it's like with the chinese trying to Ban Gotcha laws, but then they backtracked because like eighty billion dollars in the stock market was gone.
0: Yeah, it was a wild ride for in the mobile sector uh, these past few weeks. The 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 fate New Year's project, which usually happens right at the tail end of the year for in Japan, uh, leading up to their New Year, uh, happened. Um, You know, some of the things that happened. They showed off a new trailer for the Witch Witch on the Holy Night uh, anime film. Uh, the, being done by UFO Table it looks really really nice. They showed off you know uh, some things for the for the mobile game uh, Fate Grand Order. One of the things they announced was the first DLC for Fate: Samurai Remnant uh, coming out in February 2024. Once again, we love February this year. There's uh, DLC one uh, Records Fragment uh, kn Command uh, Championship, and this seems to be uh, a Gilgamesh uh, focused uh, DLC where these holding some tournament. The specifics on what's happening in DLCs DLC is not really, they didn't really show anything in terms of, like, there's going to be new characters or new stuff. Obviously, it's like, it's con- new content, but we don't exactly know the specifics of it. And it's coming out in February, because we know nothing's going on in February. <laughs> um, and yeah. Uh, yeah and I then they not say
3: it's the next Steven Slayer.
0: They, they also showed. They also showed off that, that, you know, as part of the season passes, the first of three deals coming for Faith
4: Samurai Remnant. Uh So yeah, that's all we know. Um,
0: other than that, uh, we mentioned it earlier, but uh, Rise of the Ronin uh, from Team Ninja being published by Sony that is coming out on March twenty second, two thousand twenty four, exclusively for the PlayStation Five for now.
2: Obviously, no other game is releasing that day, right?
1: Uh, i no. think actually there is one other game releasing it's called the legend of legacy hd remastered
2: oh yeah no 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 no! no. i forgot i forgot right uh princess peach so uh showtime that's coming yes. out that day
1: that's true is it really? Yeah, i actually didn't know that if
2: that's true <laughs> no, or that's
0: either. a lie or is that a joke i don't
1: know no it's true it's true <laughs> okay legend of legacy is also coming out on that day that was my original joke
0: yeah <laughs> um so yeah, uh, um, we're all. Oh, I am really interested to in see, see how this shapes up. I just know it's a very busy uh, day, release yes. day. Dragon's Dogma Two. If people didn't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pick up yeah. on the joke. Um, I. Uh, why do I because... get?
2: Why do I get the feeling somebody's going to try and start like a Barbenheimer thing with Princess Peach no, and like no, either no, Rise no. of the Ronin or Dragon's Dogma?
0: Come on, come on. We don't need more crossovers. It's okay. Let, pe- let things exist in perpetuity by themselves. <laughs> um, a- another unexpected uh, thing coming out this first quarter of 2024. Uh, Keizo wants it on the action. Uh, Astelibra revision developer Keizo and publisher Whisper Games announced that uh, Astalibra Gaiden, the cave of Phantom Mist, uh, is coming out on Steam uh, quarter one two thousand twenty twenty four. Uh, as the Libra Le- revision also came out on Switch um, last uh, late last year. I don't know if they announced that this uh, Cave of Phantomist uh, is also coming out on Switch the end date or if that'll be coming. I think uh, it's later. later I think Switch. this is
1: just PC for now.
0: Yeah, um, they uh, Keizo mentioned that this is not just like uh, originally the Cave of Phantomist. Uh, this uh, DLC, which focuses on the Baker's daughter, uh, was uh, released as sort of like a mini episode DLC for the very, very like original version of El- Ask the Libra. Um That was like a, its own very small thing. This one, ha- this has been expanded into like its own like separate like fully featured DLC. We don't know exactly how long this will take, uh, but we're expecting a good handful of hours minimum from this Cave of Phantom Mist DLC. So
3: uh um, a little bit it's it's a very different game
0: it, yeah it's uh Keizo has been uh showing uh clips on his twitter uh on like you know things he's been developing for this d l c uh so we'll see exactly how this shapes up like the initial screenshots uh of this yeah you know, obviously has a new playable character has like their own pet uh following them around um there's this like style system that's being that, that's um being added to the game that uh seems to be changing up gameplay depending on like uh changing styles. I don't know, like the <laughs> like the like the screenshots says Swordswoman style and like have swords weight for example. I think I think different. it's good
1: whenever these expansions have like a little twist on the gameplay. Yeah. I think it makes it fresh and kinda unique um, and interesting.
3: From yeah. the free version that I tried, it's like a a roguelike sort of. You basically mm-hmm. go to the Cave of the Phantom Miss and then you know, you level up over there, and you know you get to keep your force elements, but when you go back to town, you restart back to level one, mm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. a lot different on how you approach things. Yeah, and the, and she also gets to use magic while the main character has possession, right in the right. Libra. so it's like she directly would shoot a fireball instead of, you know, so it's a completely different.
1: So yeah. The... And by the way, the, yeah. he did mention that they expected or Whisper Games specifically, it's they're expecting about twenty hours of gameplay. Twenty hours, okay. <laughs> Holy shit.
3: They never retweeted our review. I feel like they never know that we wrote one.
0: No, they they, they like us. Don't worry. <laughs> be fine. Yeah, it's not
1: like we got an exclusive interview or anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> It's not like we got like exclusive uh details, preliminary details that there's a switch version of development and that this is also this DLC was also development. You know, um. But yeah, uh, we don't have an exact release date. We just know it's coming out first quarter. So anytime between now and March. And you know, there's no games coming out <laughs> in the first three months of the year. So yeah, thank you, thank you, K Zone for for
1: filling up uh, an empty quarter. Yeah. Don't
2: for, don't forget. Uh, even January isn't safe. The end of the month, sure, you got like a dragon, but also like there's a couple of like really. Good looking Metroidvania is coming out in next in the next week.
1: Yeah, Momodora's this week, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then uh, we also got a release date for Saga Emerald Beyond that was announced uh, in December, and that is coming out April twenty fifth, two thousand twenty four.
1: Nothing else coming Beyond out that week, uh huh.
0: <laughs> Nothing at all. Um, that that's releasing for PS five, PS four, Switch, and PC and mobile devices. I uh, no, I, I feel heard-
2: like I feel like even more than any of any of the other like games like batting for each other's like uh, audiences like in the first half of this year. The the group of people that would be interested in Eoden Chronicles and the group of people that that would be interested in Saga Emerald Beyond, I feel like the overlap there is almost a circle.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so okay, so on its face. They announced the release date, and that's good. Cool. They released character trailers for, you know, some of the playable characters, the Tsunanori, Mido, and the witch, Ameya. Then they released a separate, like, gigantic press packet on the Square Enix press release that uh, goes super deep into detail about uh, Mido's story and Ameya's story, down to, like, the kagutsu, like, the puppets that ate uh, Mido in it. And, like, they they... Detail exactly like they have their own character, each of these puppets. They have like their own backstory. They go super deep into detail, and I highly, highly recommend people who are like interested in this new saga to like go read up on that. On, on, um, like the headline I put is like it details party members, battle system mechanics, races, and a ton of brand new information because we get like on top of like these super detailed descriptions of like the party members on each of their routes for Amiya and Mito, they also go deep into like the like the battle system and like all the enhancements from what's new in this entry um so like for example there's like different races
4: right. uh in this
0: entry and you know this has been done before the saga series where like if you're if you're a human you have like you can equip this many uh you have this amount of weapon slots and you can equip like gear if you're a kagutsu you um you don't uh learn skills normally you copy them from mido from enemies. and
1: like Robots in other games, they're like their their attacks are more based on like what they have equipped. Yeah, they're all they all work a little different.
0: And then like we have the monster race, and they did can't like they can't um equip different equipment because like cats they have their cat claws. That's it. Yeah. that's all the,
1: the you know, they I don't. don't this, does, have they there. said that this game has monster like evolution? I
0: don't know about evolution, but there's like monster gear where you can you can absorb from mo- fallen monsters.
1: Oh, that's so that's saga two for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, in those games it was very obtuse, where it's like you have your monster eat the flesh of another monster, and sometimes it would get better, and sometimes it get worse.
0: No, uh, they can draw out skills from like defeated monsters, and they yeah. they can use text uh, okay. from so them. A similar, so similar, similar vibe. Okay. Yeah, they detail, you know, how single-headed blades work. That's the only, like, weapon type that they've shown off so far. Obviously, need other weapon types that they'll detail. Down the line, they detailed how magic works. They detailed how techs work, and, like, additional text interrupts counterattacks. Yeah. All the good Saga shit, you know? Um, well, actually, but, yeah. a lot of
1: that, well, I guess, a lot of those, mm-hmm. like, counterattack tech stuff didn't really get introduced, I guess. Saga Scarlet Grace had them. Um, Scarlet Grace. Yeah, and Mitchell Song had a bit counters and whatnot. But yeah, that's that's Scarlet Grace battle system. Of course, we all think is excellent, and like this seems to be basically, you know, taking that and adjusting it a bit. So uh,
0: I'm very, very, very excited. Like after after doing the news post on this and reading up all of this, I'm like, holy shit.
1: As a side um, note, I know I have a friend. He actually writes for RP Gamer, or sorry, RPG Fan, mm-hmm. and he actually he's actually been seeing all of, like the excitement for this game from uh, me and us, as well as other people who are fans of the franchise. So he started playing some Saga games and he was playing Romancing Saga 2. And it was it's very heartwarming. I don't know if that's the right word. Like one of his first things he said about Romancing Saga 2 is, this is hard for me to get into. And then mm. like a week later, literally he's like, uh, I'm a true Saga fan now. I can't stop thinking about this. That's, yeah. <laughs> like that character <laughs> arc. I love some of
0: the descriptions they give the characters here because, like, some like the uh, characters that can join the retinue. They uh, uh, detail here. One of them is like for Vilma, the yellow witch, and like, who's this character? Let me go read up on her uh, description. And then here's the description: A yellow witch from the witchdom Pol- Potra. Vilma has a very placid demeanor, but deep down, she is deeply worried that she may be a golem. <laughs> she has a very idiosyncratic way of speaking. And that's her character description. Like,
1: it's what like, if I am? What if I am actually not a human being, but I'm just like an automaton?
0: <laughs> you know, you never know. Actually, that's a very normal worry to have. Deep down, I might be a golem. I also oh, no. saw they also mentioned <laughs>
1: we we mentioned this in the announcement because we saw it. Like Macha is there mm-hmm. from yes. Scarlet Grace, and we're like, oh, yep. she's a god. What's she doing here? And it even it even says like in her actual official introduction, like. Macha is a god in other like universes but here she's lost a bit of her power like okay so like she's just <laughs> here like as a sub god person thing yeah. now
4: uh
0: so yeah that's uh, a lot of good character descriptions very good um i can't wait i can't wait so yeah you know april late april uh good stuff Another release date uh, that was shared in December, this was uh, during the Game Awards, is for Black Myth Wukong uh, from uh, Game Science. That is launching on August 20th, 2024 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. Um, they shared a new trailer as well. And, yeah, that's uh, been long in development, so...
3: This one's I'm just glad it's real and just not some epic trailer and you're like, oh, where's the game? And... I mean, they, they,
0: yeah, yeah, they've shown a lot of gameplay for this, like for like IGN and stuff. Like they've done a lot of um, IGN exclusive stuff for this game. Uh so yeah, they we've shown they, they've shown off a lot of gameplay for this already. So we get a you have a good idea of how this will um like what the battle
4: system
3: is like, for example.
0: So that'll be something to look forward to at the second half of twenty twenty
3: four. I think they were smart. They were releasing on a not so crowded month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not February or March, so Good on them.
3: Plus, there's a surprise Nintendo Direct somewhere, and there will be like this huge spam of RPGs right around June to July.
0: We'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's usually the uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, yeah, usually, there's one in January.
3: February. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: And any time now, and then they'll be like, uh, <laughs> maybe they'll be like, uh, oh, "Nintendo's no, no. not real."
0: You know what? Yeah, Nintendo's
1: going to come out, and they're going to be like, "The Thousand-Year Door Remake Land Lawns." Launches on February twenty second. Right
0: now, actually. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, it got rated by the ESRB, so it's like it could be any moment now. Like yeah. they could shadow drop it. We know that because of what they did with fucking Metroid Prime Remastered. So, yeah,
0: that's right. Hold the chat. Um, we have Outward Definitive Edition coming for Switch sometime this year. So, uh, they just gave a release year
1: for this. So, yes. Opera Definitive Edition. Um, this is a survival switch. RPG, uh, indie RPG from a Canadian studio. Uh, Brian played it; he liked it quite a bit. Um, it's got a co-op it's, mode that's pretty cool. I wish I actually yeah, played it. it. That, it's something you can play like completely in co-op, and that's kind of fun—drop in, drop out.
0: I forgot the, uh, what the uh, was. It only with one other person, or with, I forgot the exact I, I it think
1: it's just two people. Okay. Okay.
0: Because I'm like, getting it mixed up with like, another like survival action RPG that like supports like a lot of people. <laughs> but I forgot what the name of it was. Um, this is a weird one. Uh deck 13 and Focus Entertainment. Uh they released Atlas Fallen last year. And That's Brian, promised. uh yeah, Brian, Adam, and I uh played it and we're like, eh, it's not really we were kind of very mixed on it. Uh they announced that they're a, a launching uh quote unquote ambitious update sometime this year. Uh, and this update is meant to bring new mechanics, additional essence stones, additional level, a heavily reworked intro, and more. Uh, Adam, this is weird.
1: Yeah, so one of the things I said in my review, and other people said this as well, is Atlas Fallen's like, opening sections, it takes about an hour or two, is very weird and very... like it's like the bad kind of weird it's sometimes weird is good but not in this case it's a very strange opening you get like a tutorial you're stuck in like a weird cloudy sandy desert caravan you don't have a map you don't really have it's like very limited you're not you don't have like your full mechanics yet you're not really in the swing of the real game and it just takes too long to actually get to like okay here's what the game is and it's it's not necessarily interesting from a story perspective. It's a little bit disjointed. You don't know what's going on. It's just very strange. In my review, I believe I called it crummy. And like the fact that they said we're gonna heavily rework the intro is like that makes sense because it seems like a lot of people were didn't really care for how this was introduced. But this came out like six months ago. It's like yeah. this is a little late. <laughs>
0: Like, I don't know if, like, uh, like it's good enough for, like, you know, going back and, you know, enhancing it uh, and, and, like, you know, making it better. But it's just, like, can this find, like, a new crowd of people to, like, pick it up and, like, play
1: it? I feel like it's kind of run its course, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so I played the Surge games, and I thought both of those games were, like, good, not great. They were fine. I was actually a little bit disappointed in Surge 2. I kind of was hoping for a bigger jump from Surge 1. But like this game, like is even more of a disappointment to me. Like, okay, I'm I'm not really on the deck thirteen train anymore. Like, whatever they play next, I I wasn't like super excited for Atlas Fallen, but I was interested enough. And now it's just kind of like uh, it was like it's disappointed like like twice like, in a row. It, it,
0: it, it's just like this weird thing, right? Because like you don't want them to do the surgery, you don't want them to do something no. like you know, Like you want them to do something uh, cool and different. And like they did it, they did it, they did something different.
1: Right.
0: But not necessarily cool.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if the, I don't know if the future of Forspoken likes has uh, is very bright. So
0: I I don't know what they do from here. That's kind of a tough call because I would I would not do an Atlas Fallen 2. I don't no. think that's a, that should no. not be in the cards. But I don't know if you should do a, th- a Surge
1: Three either. Right.
0: Ah, <sighs> so tough call. Tough call. Uh,
1: by the way, uh, we don't yeah. have this listed on our uh, document here, but I just want to mention mm-hmm. there is also yeah. an unexpected update from Frontier Entertainment for uh, Front Mission One remake. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah it's getting like a hot seat co-op mode which is like old school or hot seat multiplayer which hot seat multiplayer is like old school like players taking turns so it's like not really multiplayer like it's like this weird like score attack system with like new missions and maps and characters and that's interesting because like it's like technically new front mission content but not from it's like in a free update coming to the remake. It's kind of strange. It's interesting, but strange.
0: Yeah. I guess like, you know, for the for the things that uh yeah, we didn't uh weren't listening on the doc, like another thing that they this is very recent news. Uh they unveiled the opening movie for Persona 3 reload. Uh, oh, right. so yeah the with new song, obviously new visuals that's not Burn My Dread.
3: Um, you mean Burn My Bread.
0: So um at first, I was mixed on this. I was like, I don't know if it really feels, but the more I listen and see this opening movie, the more I kind of dig it. Uh, it's, a, it's a really nice... Uh, it's, it's a nice... Um, it's an opening movie that's made... Re- really, if it was like, hey, we're going to remake this opening, what if like we made this opening for people who already kind of know Persona 3 and knows what's uh, going on in it? So there's a lot of nice visual motifs going on in yeah. this. For example... Like there's like a a, a, a tram uh, railway scene where it has Akihiro looking at Shinji, who's looking at Ken, and Ken looking back at Akihiro, and it goes to like a darker tone with yeah. Akihiro's. Uh, it's a, a, that's a really nice like visual, like very subtle thing. Like if you don't know what's going on, it's fine, but for people who know like the dynamic between those three, it's a really right. cool. Um, so I I, I could, the more I look at it, though, I was like, oh, it's actually cool. So yeah. yeah, I I like it um they also showed off you know some new stuff for persona 3 reload i guess ken koromaru shinjiro velvet room yeah. uh, activities so your your usual persona 3 uh reload drop and like I, people have been talking about this and like i have to admit like yes they they're releasing a lot a lot of information for persona 3 reload but the nice thing is like everyone fucking knows that persona 3 reload exists and it's coming out and it 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 prepares it like Granblue Fantasy relink where like they're kind of doing not enough to promote the game. Like a lot of people still don't know that this game is coming out.
3: You know, I was talking to Neo Seeker. It's like, hey, do you have anybody covering that game? And there's like, no. In fact, we've never even heard of it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and and it's, it's so- wild because it's like it's not like they aren't trying to market Granblue. They are because like obviously like. We can attest to it. We've gone to like multiple press events in the last six months. I played at an AMA Expo. They've been trying to talk about it as much as they can, but for whatever reason, it's just not
0: sticking. I don't know why. They need. They they need like they need to be obnoxious, like and like release like character trailers for each of the fucking characters. But but they they are. They just they just release information about (laughs) no character trailers. Like actual like hey, here's the. There's like here's twenty the five cast characters. Here's like, here's the um, Rosetta trailer. Here's the yeah, Eo trailer. One for each here's of the, the Percival trailer. One for
1: each of the uh,
0: Dragon Knight. Though, it, it, I, 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 I don't. I, I, yeah. I, or the Dragon mm-hmm. Knight. Yeah, boys. I, I, it's not enough to like say, "Hey, here's like our theme song trailer and our boss. because like they need to be more obnoxious and like be like release like fucking press packets, like detailed, like fucking. <laughs> It's a science. Sega that's Atlas thing is like,
1: very good at obnoxious trailer releases. If you like yeah, to yeah. count how many Persona reload trailers there are, I mean, there's like 20.
2: Also, yeah. also uh, the thing I love about the Persona three reload marketing is that, yeah, they're being obnoxious about it, but there's a reason because right. they're v- literally releasing new details. Every like, what is it? New moon. Yeah. It's yeah. like, or full moon. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's one thing that
1: this is sort of an aside, but uh, Atlas had like a sort of similar uh, philosophy for Soul Hackers 2 a couple of years ago, and that didn't seem yes. to work out. Yeah, um, that didn't
0: seem to work I mean, like, I, mean, I think people were aware it existed but, like, they weren't, like... But Soul Hackers is, like, not really a niche, beloved thing. Sure. Yeah, it's a new but, but people knew, like, it was coming.
2: Also, better. I guess I guess to kind of stress the difference between, like, um, Sega is like, uh, marketing and, like, side games, Sega Atlas had a full, like, launch party for ports of Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden to consoles in downtown LA, they just had a straight-up launch party open to the public, a big thing for ports of games from the PSP and Vita. Last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah. I, I I feel a little bit bad for Cygis on that front. Like, it, I'm sure grabbly Reeling's gonna be really cool. i am crossed my gonna be really cool. But um, they, they, they they really need to promote it
3: more, man. I, I was gonna ask, it's like, okay, so, Exceed is still doing, like, the physical copies for the Western market, right?
0: Yes.
4: Yeah. Nice. Do They're they like have any, the, uh... like,
3: task of doing, like, promotions for them? You know, as, like, the Western branch kind of thing, maybe? Do uh, they have so... any hand on
1: that? So the, um, this is where it's sort of, like, there's a little bit of, like, crossing streams. The PR agency that's doing side games is one PR, which is actually the same PR agency that does XC Marvelous stuff. So it's, like, in a way, it's sort of the same people, but it, in a way, it's... Not, because it's not XSEED. It might be different staff, but like the same PR agency. But yeah, that was my point. It's like the same PR agency, but it's not actually XSEED. And I think XSEED is more just like doing physical distribution more than like... I don't know if they're actually considered the publisher. Because usually the publisher and the distributor are the same person or the same group. But sometimes they are actually separate where you have like a publisher and a distributor are two separate... Entities that might be the case yeah, here. Uh, uh, like, yeah, I
2: know uh, that for NIS America, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I know for a while there, NIS America's distributor was actually Sega Atlas. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like and they also do the same thing like Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, where like they have released a fuck ton of information every fucking time for this game and released you know previews and stuff. Like it's it's hard to deny that like people know that Like a Dragon Infinite Vealth is going to come out at the end of this month, undeniably so. Um, because they always have a lot of news to share on that, um, and, and like they did a similar thing like uh, CI Games did for Lords Lords of the Fallen last year, you know, um, where you knew that game was coming out. You know, we don't know if it was going to be good or not, but you knew that game was coming out because they released a fuck ton of trailers and at every op- every gaming event, even if there's like nothing, if it's like uh, just a week where there like nothing was happening, it's like here's a new trailer for Lords of the Fallen. It's like, yep, that sure is your thirtieth trailer, but. Good on you, you know. You're promoting it.
2: So. And I mean, it worked out for them, because yeah. it's it's been like, kind of a success. Day.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah on successful. that note, there was actually a recent trademark from CI Games in Poland for Death of the Fallen.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
1: Damn. Uh, so Holy people shit. are making the assumption, which I think is a safe assumption, that this is a follow-up to Lords of the Fallen. So... Mm. yeah and
2: considering how quickly like once uh the project changed hands and i assume most like probably restarted that they were able to get lords of the fallen i'm just gonna call it too i i i'm just gonna call it too the fact they got it out in essentially like three years is really really impressive really impressive for the scope of that game and whatnot
0: hopefully like i think at this point like i think i think the password relink is word of mouth so hopefully it's really good and a lot of people get uh, get to talking about how good it is. Hopefully that'll seep into the mainstream, you know? Um if it yeah. turns out to be really awesome. Because I I want to I want to I want to be I want to cheer for this game. I want to I want it to do well. I don't know if it do, if it will do well. I don't know if it'll be a good game. I, I want to
3: believe it will. Hopefully Hopefully so. they can invest in different avenues instead of just their mobile market. Yeah, yeah. But
0: we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um and another thing that's not on the document that's very recent is uh CD Project Red uh the, updated their uh sales for Phantom Liberty. They have now sold over five million copies in 2023 to round out twenty twenty three, uh Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. So good on them. Hell of an expansion that I get. uh that did very
1: well.
0: Very More than Final
4: Fantasy Life.
1: 16
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> <what> <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. You're, <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, and then to finally, our final news story to catch up uh, from December to now, uh, Bushiroad uh, recently held a really long live stream. It was like a five hour live stream because it was like for a lot of their merch, not just video games. Um, but one of the video games that they promoted was uh, Mushoku Tensei: Jobless Reincarnation: Quest of Memories they uh, give have given a release window for that game which is summer 2024 and have actually so, shown a new trailer that actually showed gameplay of like what that game is going to be that's going to be a first person dungeon crawler uh,
1: which Cars has done before so yeah
0: yes so um, and th- this is presumably going to get an english release because they showed off an english trailer for this game That's like uh, english title and like put english subs over it and all the uh, all their other games are going to have an English release. So, they have like the Goblin Slayer one, which looks looks,
1: looks like a idle strategy. And Josh wow. is super excited for the Revue and Starlight one.
0: I am excited cuz I love Revue Starlight. So, yeah, that's just I, a
1: visual I, novel though.
0: Yeah, it's a, I don't care. <laughs>
1: Josh, I'm getting Josh it. Josh never plays non-RPGs. That that's true. <laughs> never.
3: tell um, me if there's a game where I could play it as the giraffe as the main. Um I mean, the draft's probably going to be in there, so... No.
0: So, yes, I'm excited for the review. So they have a Macross uh, one that's like a shmup.
3: Um, well, a, dealt with there's also the uh, Hunter 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 uh, fighting
1: they, game. There was already sort of pre-announced, but they kind of, like, formally announced the uh, fighting game. Showing,
2: right. some, showing some footage, and the fact that it's obviously budget, and it looks like a 3v3 fighter, it's like just what was it already confirmed to be 3v3 or no I don't
0: know. no we knew before before they showed off that trailer we knew that it was going to be by aiding and it was going to be a fighting game that's all
1: mm-hmm. i i saw a handful of people say this trailer has gamecube energy
0: it does <laughs> i'll be honest i saw those i was like they, when people say it's gamecube it's like you know what they're not wrong
1: <laughs> which i like think game. i think uh aiming had like a naruto gamecube fighting game maybe or some sort of game let me check so i think they kind of maybe manifested from that
3: I, I love their fate fighting game that they made on the ps2 and the psp well for it to the psp uh, So a fate uh, uh unlimited, code, code. unlimited code yeah yeah and it's such a good fighting game in my opinion
0: uh, they uh bushiro also announced a new since we were talking about earlier announced a new danmachi game as well new con- for console uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Question mark. Familiar myth. Dash. Full end of water and light. And that, that they just said it's coming to console. That's it. No, no developer. No genre. No platforms. No release. Um. They also announced like four new visual novel projects that they. Started. So Bushiroad is taking this seriously. Okay, they are really fucking putting the uh, They have announced and are pushing a lot of things to like the console market.
3: They got to recoup their money from for, your Sekai, OK?
0: Yeah, usually for, uh, for Switch and or PC, uh, primarily for these, uh, for these platforms. Though the Mushoku Tensei one uh, is coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC uh, sometime this summer. So yeah, so if you're looking for anime-licensed games that hopefully will be good, we'll see. Uh, the first one of them, I, mean, I, I forgot that the Macross one is coming out, but for the, the, the Goblin Slayer one is coming out middle of February. Yeah, Another February empty release. month. <laughs> Another February <family release>. last. <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to check that. I'm not gonna like review, but I just want to like check it out for like educational purposes because you know I, I'm just kind of interested to in
3: seeing how it'll go. I don't know. I don't know. Can you check out Superman sixty four for educational purposes? I was a kid, dude. Look, what the fuck? No, you can do it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let me just pull out the
0: sixty-four. My copy yeah, of yeah. <laughs> On my sixty-four, I had the first Super Smash Brothers. Hey, you Pikachu, Pokemon Stadium, and Legend of Zelda. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that covers you know a good chunk of what we missed from December up until now. It's not absolutely everything, but that's okay. Um, and yeah, that's uh thank you, Brian, for being able to make it, man.
1: It's nice to have yeah. you on. Um, yep, it was wanted to make an appearance at least, even though I knew I was going to be late. So no, no thank okay. you for hosting, and thank you to everyone else for holding to it because I know it's it's been like over a month since we last over a month, just about exactly a month. Well, we're back uh, on the grind. Yep, so back to it. Uh, so I guess next week no new releases, but we'll probably talk a little bit more in depth about the games we've been playing since December. Well, wait a
2: second, uh, there will be that new Momodora, which I'm definitely playing. Oh, yeah.
1: So. Gotcha. So maybe we'll lead off with that. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can, you can find us on RPGSite.net if you want to visit our official site, where we have all of our you know deliberations for the Game of the Year stuff and the reader poll, anticipated game list for this year. Uh, it's a fairly short list. Okay, there's nothing coming. Out. Um, you can find us on Twitter at RPGSite. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash RPG site net, on YouTube uh, via youtube.com slash RPG site net, where you can actually find our full eight hour deliberations uh, just uploaded by Adam earlier uh, before something crashed with his internet connection, but was able to uh, fully upload it before that. Uh, so yeah, you can find that whole podcast up on our, uh, on our YouTube. That's like our.
1: Probably our longest deliberations. Yeah, I think it is. We yeah. cut two, we cut two categories, and we somehow ended up going longer. We we, I mean, we cut, but we had more staff to. uh hey, Yeah.
2: Hey, hey, listeners! You know how we've been spending like seventy five percent of this podcast complaining about how stacked this year is for RPGs? That is a literary device that we like to call foreshadowing.
3: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ten hours. Game of the
0: don't, year. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. We're not gonna think about game of the year this year. I don't want to think about it. It doesn't exist to me. Therefore, it.
1: Will not. Um, oh, Adam. You know, Adam, I don't know if you made this, but I, I like the new banner uh, for the for the YouTube. Oh yeah, I did that. Thank you, Adam. Thank, Thank you, Adam. Thanks. Uh, did our Twitter you, get updated? Yes. Yep.
0: All right. Thank you, Adam.
1: <laughs>
0: uh you can find us on your favorite podcast app uh, via the tetracast which just search uh, up there you can find us. I-, I believe our deliberations are also on the same tetracast rss feed
1: right? yes i and all the other i forgot to put them on the rss feed so that means they didn't show up on like podcast services right away with all the other stuff getting everything up i just forgot to literally press a few yeah. buttons to get that up but it should be up now
0: It's all on- right but, that, but, but as always, thank you. If you're on our Discord, thank you for uh, keeping us uh, uh, on our toes. So like, if you don't see something, you just <laughs> at us and be like, hey, I don't see it here. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, well, you we had it sorted out. So you can find us on Gg slash RPG site.
4: So for, if you have any comments for us, you know,
0: good or bad, uh, yeah, thank you for letting us Snow it seems to be uh, a good amount of people actually have been listening to that uh, that deliberation it's 8 hours and people are like I'm at like hour 6 of 8 I'm almost there I'm like holy shit thank you <laughs> uh thank you for listening to us ramble uh for many many hours it was a very trying day for all of us and for some people um even more trying because of their time zone uh of course big shout out to the staff uh international staff uh for making that you know so some people in australia one at the Philippines, one on Japan. It's just it's it's an international team,
3: you know. So good on them for props to them. Jesus, <laughs> and of Especially course Josh uh, too. I think Josh too stayed up till like six a.m.
0: Yeah, Josh too and uh, Paige and um, and uh, Junior, been they were at uh, some devilish hours. Of course, uh, Alex over in Britain, uh, I've obviously had some some shit as well because he has a family.
4: So yeah. Uh thank
0: Whatever. you. Uh th- th- so yeah, thank you for everyone who joined us on that uh, uh th- those deliberations. Thank you for listening if you're uh, listening to them or plan to listen to them. Uh don't do it all in one go. Just do it uh in chunks, you know. Like some of my friends have been listening to it just like, you know, maybe an hour or two a day, like maybe listening to a category a day or something. Uh I don't recommend doing it all in one go, but if you are then
1: I mean we did record it all in one go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but that doesn't mean you have to listen to all of it in one go. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we did
2: take a break in between, so it's like you're allowed to have a break too.
0: But if you're if you're if you're a champion, you're like I'm going to do it all in one go. Then that's on you. <laughs> if you, you really
2: you. want to immerse yourself in the <laughs>
4: deliberations, <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, and. We're gonna be back at it uh, this year. Gonna to try to, you know, have a podcast for you, uh, all, almost like every weekend. As if for if there's something, if for some reason something happens and we can't, you know, record for a weekend, then that's fine. We'll let you know um, elsewhere, like on the, on our Twitter. We need to take a break, now. but we usually, you know, we try to record every weekend, um, up until like the end of the year. So until then, thank you very much. I hope you had an awesome holiday break. And here's to a new year. I hope you have an awesome month for everyone here on staff, to everyone on staff, uh, to our regulars here. And of course, to everyone uh, who's listening to this, uh, may you have an awesome, awesome, happy new year to an an awesome 2024. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, James thank you Chow, and thank you me josh i'm the host uh uh, uh, yeah thank you uh that's it that's it this is the end of the podcast for this uh for our first podcast of 2024 thank you so much um and you guys have an awesome weekend yep talk to you later can i click the stop recording
4: button now yes you can No, no no